0: The Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast is part of the Self-Defense Radio Network, all your pro-freedom podcasts in one place. You can find the Self-Defense Radio Network at sdrn.us. Some of the great shows that you'll see there are the Polite Society podcast, Self-Defense Gun Stories, Gun Freedom Radio, Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and many, many others. Thank you so much for being a listener, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. I am Rollo the Puerto Rican Pistolero, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, beautiful wife and co-host, Johanna Latina Locked and Loaded. How are you doing this evening, my love?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Now, it, before you get into anything else, I just want to say happy fall-ish, whatever this is. It's not fall yet. I think it, we have to wait until the 21st or maybe next week. What Mm -hmm. is that, like, Thursday? No, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, I think, is the beginning of fall. So in honor of the beginning of fall, I present to you Pumpkin Spice Joe. (laughs) (laughs) This is as close as it gets, guys. Oh, Uh, man. Anyway, that's it. That was my little...
0: You're going to be gone on Halloween this year, aren't you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I am going to be, I want to say, in one of the cold states. Well, I think, actually, my next few trips are going to be in the cold states. So my little Florida butt is going to freeze. Yeah, but remember, I am a former New Yorker, so hopefully, there's hope for me.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we have been gone for pretty much three weeks now. It's been a very long time. We had the uh, USCCA uh, Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo that we went to in Fort Worth. Where's the camera? Oh, <laughs> that's <it. laughs> That's how long it's been. Joe doesn't. Joe doesn't recognize the uh, the set. She doesn't know how to do the show, where the camera is, how any of this works I anymore. I had,
1: like, I was just sitting here and Rolanda was like, where are your headphones? I'm like, uh, that's right. We do need headphones. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that.
0: So, uh, so she's rusty getting back into things. I probably am too. So I'm just giving her a hard time, but we are back for the first time in a long time. It feels like forever. So we were at the, uh, 2021 concealed carry and home defense expo. Uh, by the USC, presented by the USCCA. That's the way that they have it written down here. Um, So we were at that in Fort uh, Worth. We were there from, I want to say that it was October, the uh, Thursday, the 30th of September until Monday, October the 4th. So it was already, man, it was already two weeks ago. So we never had a chance to talk about it. We just kind of went off. And then when we came back, Joe went directly to... Uh, Arizona, I believe Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. I actually
1: flew from the expo to my next uh, my next gig.
0: Yeah, and I came home and uh, got sick right away with the dreaded coof. So it was the first <laughs> it was the first time that I'd gotten the coof, uh, obviously, and uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I had a fever for a couple of days and uh, mainly had like cold like symptoms for the next week. I was just super tired and after traveling and all that stuff. Uh, we kind of took a break, uh, didn't post any of our videos from USCCN and as usual, in my blumbling self and showing that I'm not uh, a social media uh, person yet. Uh, one day, you guys got to see we posted our presentation from the USCCA Expo, we posted the audio and the PowerPoint that we had playing in the background, so that was good, but our second presentation, in my opinion, was actually better which was the same one. I just think that we really knocked out of the park. We felt a lot more comfortable. And that one, I got the video, but I didn't get any of the sound. <laughs> so I would have been better off just with, uh, with just sound but no video. But, you know, it is what it is. So Now, now there is hope. I've got a checklist now that I'm going to go through every time we do this kind of stuff.
1: There is hope that we might be able to get the video and audio from USCCA because they actually did film everything.
0: We suspect that they did. There
1: was a giant TV camera there. I know, but they I don't know if they actually up. did everything.
0: I know, but we were mic'd up. But was it recording mic'd up or was it just through the speakers? I don't know. I don't know. We so we'll find out. Guy.
1: But there's there might be hope. I actually think I did much better on the second day because I wasn't as nervous. I was actually very nervous. You would think that that was my first speaking gig. You'd think I wouldn't. You know, I didn't. Uh, do public speaking for a living, which I do. Uh, but there was just something about it. And I'll tell you what it was. It actually, I think it's kind mad. of the
0: culmination of two years of since we got into advocacy. I love how
1: you interrupted me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm tell, like, I'm gearing up to say why it's so important <laughs> uh, or why I was so nervous. It was because I I felt like this particular presentation meant a lot to me. And it was different. It's like, yeah, we've been to SHOT Show. Yeah, we've been to a lot of things. But I really felt like this particular event really, like, I think it really meant a lot to me. Because it's like, the people who are there are your, your average Joe's gun owners who are, like, excited to go and, like, learn. It's not just, you know, you're the same industry people. So I thought that was really, really cool. I actually got to see people learning and, like, oh, like a light bulb going over, they're off on their head. How do you say that? Just like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had a lot of, like, there was just a lot of feedback. Like, the crowd would come up to you after the, sh- after the presentation and talk to you. Or if, you know, you're walking around on the floor. I didn't get to walk the floor too much. But when I did, it's like I would always run into somebody who saw the, the, the seminar and be like, they'd want to come and talk to me about it. And I just felt like it was just, for once I felt like, uh, I don't know. Like, not for once. But it just, it just meant more to me. Because it's like people actually getting the message. Actually, like, getting to... The people in person. Not that I don't love the show, um, but in person just is kind of a little bit more special. I well, hope to get to. I hope we get back uh, USCCA. I'd love to go back. <laughs> so if you're watching this
0: definitely, and uh, I believe that the expo is going to be in Fort Worth for the next four years. So they're locked into that. I believe I heard that, and uh, that should be pretty awesome because Fort Worth oh, itself we had a great was great.
1: Time. Mm-hmm. I, I actually. Uh, I had been in Texas two weeks before that for uh, my 9 to 5 stuff. And I was in El Paso at the time instead. And that was, like, my first time... uh, Outside of layovers in the airport, my first time actually, actually, like, walking around and enjoying Texas. And I have to say, I actually really love Texas. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to go back. And work was really cool. And hopefully next year we get to go and do a a few more things that we want to. We're huge... Roller coaster aficionados. So there's Six Flags there. It was just, we had that in AmCon happening at the same time. We also spoke at AmCon, which we posted that, right? No, actually, no. AmCon posted that.
0: Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm.
1: So we were kind of like running around a lot, um, trying to make sure we get to, you know, things that we were there for. So we didn't really have too much time to go ro- ride a roller coaster. So, but next year, if we go, we're going to like go an extra, extra day just to get that in as well.
0: We did get to... Um,
1: smoke a lot of cigars.
0: We, well, yeah, we smoke cigars. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be the go-to, uh, the gun industry thing, which we're used to being say from say Miami. Nah.
1: I was going to say, nah, it's not about the gun industry. I, for one, would like to say we are from South Florida, so I smoked my first cigar when I was in my college years, and I was more the craft beer and cigar and chill kind of person than going in clubs, so that's how I got into cigars, so... Mm-hmm. It just was kind of cool that once we got, you know, to meet a lot of the other people who were, you know, advocates and in the industry, it's like, oh, everyone's into this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I thought it was just a Miami thing. So, hurrah! So that that's it.
0: Yep. Kat is trying to open the window, so you may want to open that for her real quick, <laughs> or else she's gonna keep bothering us all night. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. I definitely liked it. In comparison, to shot show, it's a totally different kind of event. It's obviously on a uh, on a much smaller scale than uh, than Shot Show, and Shot Show is definitely an industry event. It's for vendors, it's for you know manufacturers, uh, for things like that. Whereas USCCA is obviously oriented around the USCCA, but it's like going to kind of a, a more high end gun show combined with a little bit of what Shot has, plus seminars that are more geared to. Uh, the individual, so you know, uh, let's bring up their website actually. Because uh, I think seeing the actual USCCA expo, we can go through some of the.
1: I love how you just showed my one, like you didn't scroll through. I, the I'm the gonna
0: slide. go through, scroll, scroll through screen. it too. But I also wanted to go through um, uh, the actual expo and some of the things that were there. Some
1: the, I'm actually um, sad that we didn't get more of a chance to actually go to more of the seminars. I pretty much just went to Katie's uh, seminar and then the rest of the time was just trying to run around and, and
0: Sarah Joy Albrecht and
1: Sarah Joy's yes. and Beth, Beth Alcazars. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went to a couple of hers. Um, but there was a lot of really cool ones. Like I really wanted to go to the emergency trauma one that you just brought up right there. Yep. Um, they had some like, uh, what do you call that Like mass, I hate that term. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. Mass we'll shooter be, we'll threat. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, de-escalation i actually really loved katie's um event his speech was not what you would think it was and then when he actually like did it it was like that was pretty cool so Mm -hmm. he always uh he always surprises me and great speaker
0: oh yeah he's one of the best so uh these are just some of the photos that we had there
1: we got to go shoot staccatos which were amazing Thanks yeah, Katie, we yeah, Katie her... was
0: like, hey, uh, I'm going to the staccato event. Did you guys get invited? I was like, we didn't know about it. He's like, you guys are coming then. So uh, Katie, it was great. We actually spent most of the weekend with Katie, I would say yeah. uh, when we weren't just the two of us trying to get our speeches together and all that good stuff. So it was great. Uh, here's uh young. We call him young Mike. <laughs>
1: I don't know where that came from.
0: Uh, it's because he's like the young, the young...
1: There's not an old Mike.
0: Yeah, but he's the young guy in our group, so we, everybody just calls him young Mike, even though he's like in his mid-twenties at this there's point. There's a
1: young Mike and a young Jay. Yeah. You'd think that we were super old anyway. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't know. That's so random.
0: Yeah. Well, there are a lot of dudes are called Mike in this, uh, in, in like the space that we're in there. Well, there's a lot of just regular people called Mike, but even when you go... Uh, mr guns and gears name is mike i yeah. think rantham's name is mike yeah so there's just a ton of Mike. so that's there's why mike
1: I, from uscca yeah
0: mike from uscca mike bauer so yeah young mike yeah
1: he's young Mike. okay so anyway. we just call him young mike. we got ursula here she's, she's a, a competition
0: shooter yeah
1: she's so cool
0: she is hilarious she's absolutely hilarious awesome person works for staccato we got to we met her at US uh I no at, at ChaCha 2021st yeah. and then yeah. we actually got to hang out with her uh, a bit here and talk to her a lot. Uh this is
1: <laughs> That is not how Instagram works. You have to click yes, on. Yes, I know. Yeah. There we go.
0: <laughs> that was Joe during uh, our speaking engagement. Uh this was during AMCON. This was uh like uh our good friend Top, Top, Top Chris. Shot Top Shot Chris.
1: Chris Chang. And and
0: Rebecca uh, Schmoy. Rebecca Schmoy. I was going to say um, Not that one
1: that one okay
0: yeah see i keep going on the wrong one uh this was actually us uh when we spoke it was a huge room so you can kind of see how small we are in there it was set up for probably maybe up to 100? 150 people yeah. uh each of the bigger rooms and we had probably 30 to 40 people watching us
1: i actually uh, counted it was actually at its peak like about 50 wow and the people were coming and like a couple of people left because they wanted to i know there was like overlap so i know like they're might have been leaving to go to another one. Mm-hmm. Then we had some people come in the middle, so.
0: And it was uh, the first show of the day, one of the first seminars at 9 a.m. on a Saturday.
1: I was actually surprised, at, at, like, people came to that.
0: Yeah, we were very surprised, and we were pretty happy with the uh, with the turnout. And let's
1: be realistic, we're pretty much unknowns uh, in the scale of things. So they, didn't, they were going based off of what the seminar title was. So that's pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I found that pretty encouraging, uh, the amount of people that went there, stayed there both days. So the first day on Saturday, we were pretty much in the 9 a.m. slot. And then on the second day, we were at the late slot, the last slot. So that was at like 2, 2.30. So there's our good friend, uh, Beth Alcazar. She was running around doing. Uh, she
1: was the hardest working woman I have ever seen in my life. Props to her. USCCA, give her a raise, please. She's amazing. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because she's my best friend. Like, I literally saw her, like, in passing because she was just running from one event to the next to the next to the next. I mean, if it wasn't for that one day that we got pizza at midnight, like, I probably wouldn't have had much time with her.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fort Worth, again, it's a small, nice, cozy city. When there are multiple events going on at once, uh, they just can't handle it. Uh, it's a, It's a very... Small city, I would say, in comparison to what we're used to, which I like. It's very walkable. I pretty much memorized the entire downtown area within a day. And we were going back and forth. We found all the restaurants. We went to different uh, places every day. Went to some of the same places over and over just because we got to know them.
1: By the way, the huevos rancheros at Cheesecake Factory are fucking oh, Sorry, <laughs> they <are> really
0: good. <laughs> they were so good that Joe had to curse. That's how amazing they were. No,
1: I'm sorry, guys.
0: Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so it was it was fantastic place. I really liked uh, the feel of Fort Worth itself. There's Sarah Joy Sarah with Joy, I hold an my amazing, guns. Amazing,
1: amazing person. I love her. She's amazing.
0: Oh poor her. Let's tell her story. Like what did she have to go through oh, to get to? Uh...
1: So, so this was actually the first day. I think that there was starting to be airline troubles. I don't know how many people were affected, but I actually saw a bunch of cancellations on the seminars for the first day because a lot of people got stranded in Houston and Chicago. Um, because was it united
0: i think united just like dropped the hammer on some of their pilots and fired them yeah
1: so united was the first one who started giving we'll get more into this into the airline stuff. medical
0: procedure mandates
1: yeah so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit but uh this was actually people were fr- flying in thursday night and or friday morning i don't remember which day it was that had the issues but um beth didn't like beth was stuck in the airport for like 12 hours and so was sarah and they were basically just bopping them all over the u.s Trying to get them to uh, Dallas because there was, they kept canceling flights because of what was going on with the pilots and then kept blaming. This was actually the first one that did it, kept blaming the weather. And I'm like,
0: The weather here wasn't bad at all. The weather
1: was really nice. And then I looked on my phone, I'm like, What are they talking about? And then they kept blaming the weather and then they kept sending them to like Chicago and Houston, the other places. And I'm like, So is the weather bad everywhere? Like, what are you guys talking about? And of course, we all know now. That's their go-to excuse because, well, we'll, we'll sorry, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, Sarah basically was flying like all night long in an airport like all day and then like basically just got there in time to do her presentation first thing in the morning. Poor thing, didn't get any sleep. So props to her. She's a professional. She knocked it out of the park. She did a wonderful presentation on um, bringing awareness to suicide uh, in the community and what to do to prevent it. So I really, really loved her presentation.
0: Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, what else do we have here? Let's see from this first. There's your Mike, Mike again. And then there's uh, Beth and her husband. Great people. First uh,
1: time actually meeting Beth's husband. That was really great.
0: Mm-hmm. He was working. the. Uh, they had a cool...
1: They had indoor shooting, y'all, at the expo. Yeah, so they
0: had, you know, it's your typical uh, convention center. So you had your main entrance area where you got your badges Upstairs is where they had all the different seminar rooms, and then they had the main show floor where they had all the vendors. And some of the vendors had pretty big booths. It was um, like a
1: mini. Honestly, it felt like a mini shot show. Yeah,
0: probably players. closer to NRAM. Uh, we haven't been there, but obviously NRAM is much smaller than shot, so probably you know uh, half amazing. the size of that. Yeah. Um, and it was it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. You got it was to like, did you
1: say how it was? It was like the uh, the shooting range was like a truck trailer.
0: Yeah. So I had, like, two lanes inside of it, and it was a tractor trailer with, like, a bullet um, trap in the back. They had uh, staccatos and a bunch of other different guns. I think pretty much much
1: everybody who was a vendor there had their guns there. Yeah. So I don't know how it worked because I didn't get a chance to go in there, but basically you got to choose the gun, and then you get five bullets per gun. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, you really wanted to sit there and be like, I want to do every gun if they let you do it, but, I mean sounds like the rules will let you do that so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and I heard some really cool stories from Sean about um, people who were I, I heard a story about someone who had to get over their fear, fear of shooting I'm like that's you know pretty cool that you got to exp- you know help somebody out with that Um, so I, I don't remember the details I think Sarah was telling me the details but it was really cool I think she helped too in, in getting someone to get over her fear of shooting apparently because she was pretty into it but she just needed to Get over that hump, that stigma, and you know that's the best thing to do. Um, just help someone get in and you know get o- over that irrational fear. Mm-hmm. We also had a great time uh, with some people from Anram. Anram, <laughs> <laughs> Amcon. Amcon. oh my god! Oh my god! Yehuda is actually from. That's a uh, Yehuda, remember from uh, Pupuju, and he is actually is she serious? She's like on the, the cat is on the table. Like, and
2: she's moving
0: the camera around.
1: Stop it. You didn't bring the, um,
0: (laughs) it's behind. Just let me get it.
1: Um, he actually lives there. So we got to, uh, go over to his house. He has a wonderful, beautiful family. Um, sorry. (laughs) He's an awesome person. Uh, love him. And he was also at, um, USCA, so he was at both events as well.
0: Yes, yes, he was. What uh, else? Let's switch back here. Okay.
1: Uh, that's Katie at one of his two seminars. Rolo was
0: doing tech support. <laughs> I was say
1: shout, uh, shadowing his tech support. That's not it.
0: Oh, again, here I did it again.
1: I was really excited to be a speaker. We did some tourism. Yep. Well, again, Fort Worth is. Um, Pretty awesome city. Nice shirt. Thank you. That's uh, uh, 2A A SoCal? SoCal 2A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that company. Katie, this is what I'm talking about. People will come up and talk to you and ask you questions about your presentation. I thought that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was a great interaction. The people there were awesome. They were very encouraged uh, and very encouraging as well. Uh, I Again, that's really the best part, like Joe said, just being able to interact with a lot of Normal folks, normal gun owners, Uh, they asked a lot of good questions. Uh, A lot of them were very excited. And, again, we were very happy to see, uh, you know, that people were interested in what we had to say. And it was pretty validating for us, you know, starting as young advocates a few years ago, just getting into this for the first time. This was our first public speaking engagement together in person. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, it wasn't.
1: We did AZTDL and we did... In um, person. Oh, in person. That's what I mean. We did... um, What's that thing?
0: The two A rally.
1: No, that's, yes, but so that wasn't in person. We did um our local event. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we did. But this, this
0: is our first large event like okay. this.
1: Yeah, it was it was a significant more leap
0: for mm-hmm. people. So. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was great. Uh, we enjoyed it a lot. Again, I hope that we get to go again. AmCon was a totally different kind of event. Uh, it was at another hotel near the airport. And that was, uh, we don't have any footage from there. They filmed everything. You can go ahead and check that out. Oh, that's Sarah Joy Albrecht's uh, presentation right there. You can see threats from within, assessing risk, and creating a safety plan.
1: That was actually really uh, great. I need to find that safety plan that she gave us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a co knife.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought I was going to get a fun color. I ended up getting just black.
0: Yes, but it was an awesome knife. It
1: is an awesome knife. That's uh, Top Shot, Chris Chang, and I forget her name. History and heels.
0: Yes, on, uh, I want
1: to say her first name Rachel. is Ashley. Maybe I'm making that up. She's really cool. Actually, she's really cool. She's the one who's uh, the museum curator from. I think the uh, Cody
0: Firearms Cody Museum.
1: Firearms Museum, and of course our good friend Cheryl Todd. Mm-hmm. And that's uh,
0: Johnny Appalachia on yes, Instagram. Johnny like, B. Johnny on B. I was about to say <laughs>
1: Applebee's. I don't know why. <laughs> the owner of Applebee's. <laughs> Found me up We got to spend some time with him. He's actually hilarious, and if you're wondering what he's like in real life, he's he's exactly like that.
0: He's like his YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's he's actually a very um, what's the word like uh, when you when you are yourself. Yes, authentic. Authentic. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Apparently, I've lost um all English today. <laughs> and then we did some sightseeing. for What Is pretty, and that's it. That's it for pictures. Now let's talk about some maybe... Ashley, see, I wasn't wrong. See, Tony knows.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was really cool.
1: So that's enough for photos. Um, Let's talk about... I don't want to say the negative, but the concerning issue that we did notice. And it was actually um, something we noticed on the first day and we were able to incorporate it into our presentation.
0: Mm -hmm. What was that? (laughs)
1: It was just super obvious as you were walking around and you're looking around the people who attended this event. And by the way, I am not saying anything against these people. I'm just saying who wasn't there?
0: The age of the people.
1: It was strictly older. And if you're just doing, I'm just doing a demographic survey, older white people. And that is nothing against them. I'm glad they're there. I was just like, where is the youth, and where are the other people? Like, I, we need to do something about this, and this is concerning. And actually, we threw up, threw threw up, threw
2: <laughs>
0: up.
1: We threw into our um, presentation uh, David Hogg's tweet from a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, that was very apropos. The one when we talked about it on our last um, on our last show about. How David Hogg said um, basically what he had the most, like what was on his side was time because basically the youth of America doesn't believe in guns. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of evident when you're walking around the concealed carry and home ex to help Home Defense Expo and you have to like actively look for someone who might be in your generation. And I don't think I saw maybe anyone in Gen Z. So that was concerning.
0: Mm -hmm. I brought up the quote there. It keeps going in and out because I think it's a YouTube video. It's from our presentation, but you can see there. I'll just read
1: it. Oppose us for as long as you want. We're going to outlive you and replace every one of you in every state legislator, the halls of Congress, and every court. We're going to win all because we have the most important thing most of those that oppose us don't and that is time Mm -hmm. And I can't help but agree with him. I didn't think so before I was like, oh no, you know Like look we have like amazing people in gen Z, like, you know That are pro 2a like olivia rondeau and i'm like, I don't know about that now because even olivia was a little bit concerned about the fact that her generation was More in line with david hogg than with her Mm Mm-hmm and then, you know, you have to look at yourself and, you know, people, uh, yeah, I guess we would be the generation, right? And the generation slightly before us, um, Gen X and mul- older millennials, I'm looking at you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you doing? Because um, I know some of you guys are gun people. What are you doing with your kids?
0: I will say that USCCA, uh, we have some suggestions for them that we're going to go to. I have something that yeah, I think they should very really... Concerning. Really, I would love them to do. I think it would be successful, but it'll take uh, it'll take some hand-wringing. I think that the partners that we would want involved will be reluctant, even though they really shouldn't uh, be reluctant about it, uh, considering that their, their product is also considered controversial and is demonized a lot. So I would like to see a collaboration there to bring in more of the youth. They did bring in uh, a lot of the, uh, a few of the gun tubers in, but uh, I don't know how that demographic does with younger people all the time. Uh, who was there? They had well, obviously we had Johnny and uh, Guns and Jared from Guns and Gadgets. We spent uh, a lot of time with them. I'm not sure what their demographics are. I would think that Guns and Gadgets kind of caters to people more like us in the general gun owner, probably you know, you know, 30s to 40s to 50s people that want to get um, Second Amendment news, pretty similar to what we look at. Uh, Johnny, probably similar to, he's a little bit more comedic historically, uh, but they had Brandon Herrera there, Kentucky Ballistics, uh, Coleo Noir was there. So they definitely made an effort in that regard. Uh, Maybe they needed to advertise that a lot more because I did not know beforehand that they were going to be there. So that's something that they um, probably could have promoted a little bit better to get younger people there and excited for that kind of stuff.
1: But I also have to say that this is a fairly new expo. I don't know how many, I, if this is a second or third.
0: No, they've done, they've, the USCC Expo has been around for a few years. I don't know how many they've done, but.
1: Well, apparently it's grown. Yeah. So it's not a, like a super well-known thing like, oh, are you going to NRAM? Yeah. Like everybody's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to that. But. Um,
0: you scared yourself there. I
1: did. I lost my phone <laughs> behind me. I'm uh, sitting on it now. But, you know, I kind of hope that this event does get to the point where. It does become a well-known thing that people want to go to, like NRAM, because it's a great opportunity for people, and it's not expensive. Uh, If you're a USCCA member, it's free, and if you're not, it's it's only like 15 or 20 bucks to get in, and the level of the seminars were incredible. Um, You can learn a lot. There's actually like uh, paid instruction classes, all kinds of things that were pretty impressive, you know. that I kept saying, like, man, I wish I had more time. Like, I, I wish I could go to this, and I wish I could go to that. Um, and I only got to walk the floor, like, once, really. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, a couple of times, like, in passing, but not, like, the whole nine yards. Like, I didn't get to really go except for, like, one time to spend some time in the boots and stuff like that. Um, but it's still cool. Like, you can go check out the guns. Um you know, see them on the floor, and if you like them, then you can go to the shooting range and check them out. And, like, what other experience are you going to have? Like, that's a great opportunity to be, like, I'm between buying this gun and that gun. Mm-hmm. Let me go check it out at this expo. Like, that's the only time that you can do something like that easily for little money or no money, just your travel expenses if you don't live in Fort Worth. Um, but I can tell you, like, when I was in between, like, what my next carry gun was, you know, I asked Beth, like, hey, like, I need some advice because I really respect her as an instructor and an expert in firearms. What do you recommend I do to, like, really, like, solidify which one because I had already bought a firearm that didn't fit my hands. So she was basically like, you need to go and you need to shoot them and you should record yourself shooting them and you should analyze the video you shooting them and you need to just, you know, just hold them and test them and, and do all that. And, yeah, maybe I wouldn't be able to record myself shooting at USCCA, but you could do a lot of that holding and testing and dry firing and, and then going into the, to the you know, live range and testing them out. Like, that's an awesome – that alone is worth the experience. If you are in the market for a firearm, go for that. Mm-hmm. Tony in the chat says, USCCA isn't well-known. I only learned about it a few years ago.
0: That's Absolutely. true. Absolutely. That's so, one of the things that we said, too, that just only a few years ago uh, we wouldn't have even known – about USCCA, and there we were uh, at their expo. Yeah. So I actually appreciate the opportunity, and um, yeah, I, I we're, mean, we're I don't know actually, if it's a risk or anything like that, but obviously, hey, they covered our expenses to go there. Um, and, you know, full disclaimer, like they they covered our travel expenses in our hotel, which was great. You know, we really appreciate that. So uh, they're definitely making an effort to differentiate themselves and try yeah. something different. So I, I give them major props for that. I just...
1: And that's why we're actually actively going to try to give them good suggestions that can help.
0: Because we want it to be a better, an even better event.
1: Because I actually believe in this event. Like, I do. I'm mm-hmm. not just, like, being nice to people who pay for my plane ticket. I'm being nice to them because I believe in them. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to see me say that about other some other organizations. That I'm not going <laughs> to
0: mention.
1: Uh, but, yeah. I, I actually do like I feel like they're making an effort so.
0: Yep. So if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area or not that far away. Or if you're and, not, just and, and, take a plane ride. Yeah, and you're a uh, if you're a USCCA member, you can go for free. I think you should definitely do it. If you're not, it's only about twenty five bucks, which is awesome. I think it was twenty bucks, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was twenty twenty five. Oh, or you can buy it online; it was cheaper, something like that. But uh, go Find ahead and check. Day. We'll see how it is next year. The Dallas-Fort Worth area is great. We discovered on our last day that there is a pretty cool train, very nice and very modern train that runs all the way from uh, Fort Worth downtown to the airport, and there are a lot of awesome stops along the way that we want to check out next time that we're there.
1: Maybe the stockyards when it's not closed.
0: Yeah, and it was only like $2.50. It's way cheaper than taking an Uber, which would be like $40. Uh, 40 bucks, and you can, like again, Joe said, you can stop at the stockyards, check out all those different spots.
1: And maybe next year if we get to go again uh, and participate, y'all can come with us and we're going to go ride a roller coaster together.
0: Yes, and that's something that we definitely want to do while we're there. So, hey, it was an awesome event. Amcon was great too. Uh, we got to stop in there. We feel bad that we couldn't stick around for a lot longer. We were literally going from uh, doing our speech at USCCA, getting ready for a few hours, eating lunch, uh, getting back. Katie was nice enough to let us use his car that he had there, and we drove his car uh, all the way to Amcon, uh, gave our speech. We were there about 30 minutes before and like 15 30 to 20 minutes after we finished pretty much our uh, our little engagement. But they said the feedback was great from when we spoke there, and we had a great time. It was a different Tony got uh, to
1: experience me being a total boomer. I was like trying to watch rebecca's speech after like we bounced and it was uh a struggle apparently i don't know how to use facebook anymore yeah i'm officially old
0: officially old (laughs) that's pretty funny
1: speaking of random things um are you a coffee fan
0: oh yes i love coffee well then (laughs) i love this segue here nice job joe
1: Maybe you should check out this coffee that we found. It's called Blackout Coffee. By the way, this is not a sponsorship because we don't have sponsorships because we're not cool like that. But it's actually a coffee company that believes in, I mean, it says it right there, the Second Amendment.
0: Ooh, unlike some other companies that we know. Unlike some
1: other companies. So I like to support companies that uh, support things that I believe in. Um, So this is actually a local company to Florida. They're in Punta Gorda, Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, The actual coffee is pretty good. I had some this morning and yesterday as well. And look at that. It says guns and gadgets is on right there. So look at that. Check it out. I think this is actually Jared's special blend. Yes. So they have other things. They have like really fruit for brand um, flavors like blueberry. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fruit for person. I don't even put French vanilla in my coffee. I'm like either black coffee Black coffee with sugar or black coffee with a splash of soy milk. Like, it's one of those three. But I can I can go all the way to just black coffee. Like, I'm totally fine with um, just coffee on its own.
0: I'm sure that if you put six creamers in your coffee, it'll still taste well. Uh, great. No, that's too much. No. Oh.
1: That's too much. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was blackout coffee. Um, go check them out. I know there's other coffee brands that sound like this, but they're kind of sketch and not actually, like, Good companies, I heard. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, this one's blackoutcoffee.com, and like I said, it's a local company, handcrafted small batches. Local to
0: Florida, we should say.
1: Local company uh, to us, mm-hmm. Florida, handcrafted small batches, and you can get one if you like guns and gadgets. That's like branded or made by him or selected by him. I don't know what his affiliation is with it, but I was just he's, like, a, he's
0: he is part owner, isn't he? I don't know. He is.
1: All I know is his name's on it, so and it's a Second Amendment on that coffee, <laughs> so that's uh, that's good enough for me. I'm supporting a company that supports the Two A. So anyway,
0: and supporting a friend,
1: and supporting a friend, yes,
0: yes. So uh, Jared's a good guy. We like what he does.
1: Did you know that Jared is part Hispanic?
0: I did not know that. Oh no, <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, we'd love to have Jared on. Uh, we're we're planning on having him on the show sometime. He is actually half Puerto Rican. Amazing. So he's a locked and loaded Latino himself. Yes, he
1: definitely is. So he should definitely come on the show for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll have him on and uh, hopefully we can have um, our Appalachian friend who owns an Applebee's uh, Johnny be on the show as well sometime. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. So that was our experience in Dallas, Fort Worth. And afterwards I got the coof and, um, and got sick and apparently got Joe sick as well. And apparently a few people got sick from, um, uh, The expo, sorry, there. And uh you don't know
1: that it could have been the plane ride.
0: It could have been the plane ride, but a few people from the expo ended up getting sick afterwards. So we'll see how that was. (laughs) But it wasn't bad, everybody's doing okay. Obviously, we're here and we're alive. But people did experience a lot of issues with flights. And why were they experiencing problems with flights, Joe?
1: The weather? I thought we talked about this. Was it bad weather? I thought, I I
0: mean, that's what they said it was, wasn't it?
1: I mean, I also saw some random tweets that said that the um, air traffic controllers were on strike, even in Jacksonville airport. But then the FAA said that's all a lie. So I believe the FAA. Oh, really? No.
0: (laughs) So that's our next topic for this evening. Well, actually, we're going to talk about SCOTUS first, but that's going to be one of our topics if you guys were under a rock or you have not been listening to this show or many of the other Second Amendment advocates out there, you will know that we are getting one of our first Supreme Court cases in a few years. We a Second Amendment this, Supreme Court case, I should say.
1: We talked about this many months ago, I want to say in the spring, right before uh, SCOTUS broke for summer because they get summer break apparently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were like super excited because I actually think that this case – has a shot. And I, this is why one of the things that I said on during our presentation and um, the expo was, you know, there's a lot of people, most of the people in the room were from Texas. And I made a point to saying, why should you care about things that are happening in New York? And the reason why you should care is because those are going to be our battleground states. So this actually has a great chance of maybe doing um, what we need and just taking care of the whole two-way thing once and for all, which would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, I know that a lot of people don't really uh, think the courts are going to do it, but, I mean, they gave us... um, Heller. Heller, and they gave us... uh, Oh, my God, I really am having a brain fart. Chicago. Yes. Uh, Mm. and, And all that. So I really do believe this one has a chance of solidifying that final... I don't want to say nail in the coffin because it's morbid, but just like getting it done, making it clear. I don't know how much more clear they need it to be, but apparently it needs to be spelled out. Sorry, I got a little passionate right there. (laughs) (laughs) You'll need
0: to apologize for that.
1: So anyway, just a quick refresher of what this was all about. It's in New York State. Again, that's why we care. Well, we should always care about our neighbors, but that's why it's important to be involved and be informed and support organizations like the FPC, or in this case, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, but that's their local, um, you know, state uh, 2A group. But the uh, NYSRPA, I don't know if they actually go by that, but I'm calling them that is uh actually the ones that sued it's uh the new york state rifle and pistol association versus bruin and what happened was that basically new york state is one of those states where you have to apply to maybe may issue may issue uh maybe get a permission slip from your state that says that you have sufficient reason to own a gun so basically it's a privilege so what happens with this, it's the rich and the privileged are the ones who get guns and have the right to protect themselves. But if you are a peon, no such luck. So that's basically the basis of this lawsuit. Um, the fact that these, I believe, two individuals, Robert Nash and Brandon Koch, or Koch um, were denied carry permits um, that allowed them to carry their guns while... Actually, hunting or target shooting? Uh, no, they have them. I guess they have restricted carry permits that allow them to carry guns while hunting and shooting. But um, they want to have carry licenses. And they were denied that. So basically, this is going to be the final, you know, showdown of one, What? how much can the state interfere with that, um, that right to bear arms? Because the thing is that New York has already conceded that this is a right that you have. So now it's kind of like semantics of, well, can you stop people from actually doing this under certain circumstances? And their arguments are kind of like, well, we do want them to carry in Yankee Stadium. And that's kind of, I think, a lame point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why this actually has
0: plus private businesses can restrict you know of course what can they take can do that if and they want like to that, so
1: so they are going to probably say well there's going to be still be gun free zones but you can't just generally restrict people because you say so um, so yeah that's basically it um, this article goes from bearing arms goes quite into it and here we go as Tom King head of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association said in a statement New York is arguing that. The entire empire state is like a government building and should be a huge gun-free zone, that's ridiculous, where only criminals and the privileged can bear arms. That's pretty much the truth. A the state then defends its unconstitutional and discriminatory policies by cherry-picking facts from history and ignoring inconvenient truths and common sense. The brief we filed today emphasizes the fundamental fact that the self-defense rights of law-abiding Americans do not vanish the moment a, per- a person steps outside their front door. NYSRPA. I guess they do call themselves that. Mm -hmm. The NRA, who, by the way, is also involved with this. They're not the plaintiff, um, but they are financially supporting this case. And gun owners across America look forward to oral arguments on November 3rd and hope the Supreme Court rules on behalf of the Constitution. So there you have it, guys. We have a couple weeks away from that. I actually feel really good about it.
0: We'll see where it leads to. Um, Obviously, it can lead to... uh minimizing the restriction of may issue uh, permits. I think that would be a huge victory. It could open the door for other things, but we'll see how the Supreme court decides to rule. Um,
1: The reason why I'm feeling so good about it is because the article goes into the fact that the defense has wasted a whole bunch of time, basically saying locations that you shouldn't carry. And their whole defense is, you shouldn't be able to carry guns everywhere and at any time. So that's kind of a weak argument. So I, I kind of hope, like you know, in terms of like the constitutionality of it, it's it's gonna it's yeah. gonna move forward.
0: I think so. Well, we'll see. Uh, I would love to see it. I'd love to be optimistic about it. Obviously, we've had uh, we've been heartbroken in the past. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, we have a good opportunity with this Supreme Court uh, being supposedly a more conservative and constitutional Supreme Court. Um, We'll see what they do. Obviously, the Biden administration is pushing very hard against it. I believe that they will, I I believe that Joe Biden, like, personally um, spoke about this case and spoke to the Supreme Court, which usually, you know, the presidents will throw token statements, but they don't usually get so deep into things until afterwards. So it'll be interesting to see how far that goes, the closer that we get to that case, we'll obviously be covering it here and we will see the results of how it goes. Um, we need to continue to fight in every level and at every state. That really is the way that uh, to do things. Federal gun control has been at a standstill. We've even seen them having major trouble with the Build Back Better Act, the budget act that they've been trying to push through Congress and how Joe Manchin and uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Cinema are huge pains in the butts for the Democrats and their spending spree. So on the national level, we're a little bit protected. Uh, but um, in the states, that's where we have to worry about. Even in Florida, we're still fighting against preemption. For those of you that don't know, preemption is when a mun- municipality or a county or, you know, a lesser authority underneath the state Uh, tries to make their own laws to supersede the state law. So let's say that here in Florida, you have like Miami trying to do an assault weapons ban. So when I cross the city line, all of a sudden my um, AR-15s or other weapons with standard capacity magazines would be illegal. Uh, uh, Preemption laws prevent that from happening. So the state supersedes those powers and municipalities underneath the state cannot get rid of that. Uh, Other states don't have those laws. We need to fight for them. And again, this is something that when we spoke at USCCA, a lot of the people there, most of the people in the audience were obviously from Texas, and most of them didn't know that Dan Crenshaw had voted in the Defense Authorization Act. They had the red flag laws that we spoke about just before uh, we we left on that trip. And uh, they weren't aware of that. They obviously had just gotten constitutional carry in Texas, but... Uh, Beto O'Rourke is going to run for governor. He only lost by three percentage points uh, in the last election. So I don't think, I'll be honest, I really don't think he has a shot as governor. I think he'll get dominated even worse than he did in his senator race. But still, the fact that he got that close in Texas means that people can't rest on their laurels. If Texas is having that kind of trouble, if Florida is still dealing with preemption stuff, then this is going to be a constant battle. We have to continue to... Invest in the states that are the biggest battleground states that have the worst restrictions because they'll keep things distracted there. They'll have to keep throwing money there. Organizations like Moms Demand Action, Bloomberg, all those organizations will have to keep fighting in places that they honestly probably feel like they shouldn't have to fight in because they've got a lot of the laws that they want. So it just benefits us greatly in order to push these fights elsewhere and also by pushing our own legislation. We have to make sure that pro-gun legislation gains traction in all of our states. It's not cool that Florida was formerly the gunshine state. We've gone backwards, and we don't have constitutional carry. There are a lot of other states that do. We have 20 states now that have it. We need to increase those numbers. They've been going up and up each year uh, since you know we really started paying attention and focusing on these efforts. And we have to put our money where our mouth is. Events like the USCCA Expo, events, uh, you know, passing legislature, that requires a lot of money. And we have to be able to organize. We have to invest in one another. We have to, um, you know, help those organizations out that are doing the lobbying, that are doing the legal work, that are bringing people out there uh, as the foot soldiers to, you know, really fight against what we're facing every day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what's going on with the SCOTUS case. Again, we're going to keep covering that as time passes and we get closer to that. So I encourage you to all check that out. Now, kind of going on the gun control side, did you guys all hear about that uh, bow and arrow attack that happened in Norway earlier this week? Yes. So again, I don't think we have to go into too many details. Uh, This gentleman who I believe in the end, they say he may have been associated with Islamic extremism. I'm not sure. It's not really relevant what what the motivation was because we know that bad people are going to do bad things for whatever reason. They're going to do evil things, whether it's for extremism, you know, religious extremism, whether it's they got fired from their job and they're having a bad day, whether they're really a crazy person that's going to do bad things that you know can't control themselves. They say that the gentleman that uh, was in the grocery store massacre in Colorado, that he's basically mentally unfit to stand in court. It doesn't really matter the reasons uh, that uh, motivate people to commit evil acts and to murder other people. The fact is that they will always do so, and we need to always be prepared, and it doesn't matter what tools they have or implements, they can kill people. So this gentleman used a bone arrow, killed five people. Norway has extremely strict gun laws. Uh, murders there with firearms are extremely rare. You can't own firearms there. You can be the age of 21. And, uh, and you know, so that wasn't an issue here. Uh, gun control didn't stop this murder massacre. It just really talks about being, uh, points to being vigilant, always being suspicious of people, checking out your surroundings, the same things that we harp on, the people that we brought on the show before that are trainers, situational awareness, be aware of those things. You can use this as an example to, uh, you know, other people that talk about gun control, that any any implement can be used. I use it really just to emphasize that there are evil people out there that will do terrible things. They will try to harm you and your family. And any way that you can try to prevent them from doing so, the best way being situational awareness and having a firearm with you. Hey, more power to you. I'd rather have a gun in a bow fight. Uh, bow's a little bit unwieldy. You can kind of see it coming, but it is very quiet and deadly. So, you know, uh, respect all weapons of any kind, and always be prepared for anybody that may be out there that wants to do harm. What do you have to say, Joe?
1: Um, I just want to tie this in somehow to Shannon Watts. I mean, that's kind of a stretch, but basically it's, it's the concept that you ban guns all of a sudden evil goes away. And that's a very, very naive and lazy way of thinking. I've I've said this repeatedly on my social media posts that I, and I think on the show as well, um, that I just feel like, uh, you know, there's two reactions that people experience when it comes to, you know, firearms or if, if they're involved with any kind of violence towards them, it's, Either they blame the inanimate object, which is the easily, I want to say mentally lazy way of, of doing things, or just weak. And then the other is to, and I've seen this, like, I've seen both of this. You know, people who are scared, and then the easy way out is just to blame that. And then their solution is ban all guns so that nobody has guns, so no one's going to hurt anybody. Which is unrealistic, untrue, and just, like, completely just i just really want to ask them like do you honestly believe this do you honestly believe this like do you know how many things like things people have done like look at like the boston uh, uh i don't think i can say the b word on, on yeah the
0: boston uh, the, uh from the uh yes, the, marathon
1: the marathon yeah. they didn't use guns they used the bomb yeah. well i said it now oops um now you have bows and arrows and i just think it's so silly that people have you know waste their entire lives advocating like Like, Shannon Watts is a full-time advocate and paid pretty well for this, too, for her efforts. And they have, like, I'll just, like, all she does is obsess about violence all day long, which it can't possibly be good for her mental health either. So, you know, today uh, I noticed she tweeted, I mean, she tweets a lot. Uh, And like I said, she obsesses over every violent act that happens in America and uses it to somehow... You know, reinforce her belief that guns are bad. But I just like, I don't understand how you don't make the correlation that it's not guns, it's people. And even if you get rid of guns, you're still gonna have people who have mental health issues or who are just evil, one or the other, or they wanna seek revenge or they wanna, you know, it's a crime of passion, whatever it may be, whatever inspires that moment of losing sanity and morality and goodness and committing acts of horror, you know, that's that's part of human behavior that isn't going away. And today she actually tweeted something that just like, I just don't understand how you can tweet some things and just not think about it. Not think about it and be like, how can you tweet this and actually think this reinforces your beliefs? It reinforces mine. Um, A few hours ago, she tweeted, I guess this was in Philadelphia, police say a woman was raped on a train in Philadelphia and the assault went on for eight minutes. Passengers did nothing to intervene and may have been recording a video of the attack. So she didn't say anything besides that, but the rest of the replies and comments, I guess her comments on Twitter, right, Mm -hmm. were all about how disgusting humans are, that the bystanders did nothing, and I'm just, like, reading this, like, all of these people are clearly on the same team that Shan is on, and they're all saying, yeah, you know, someone should have done something, and someone else was, like, brought up, like, the, oh, isn't there a law that says that you have to help, and I'm, like, no, I'm pretty sure there, I don't know <coughs> if it is, but you, you said there probably wasn't, there's probably a
0: Well, uh, in a lot of states, there's uh, duty to retreat laws, and there aren't, like, Good Samaritan or bystander laws I think
1: that that people remember that episode of Seinfeld where they went to jail because they just watched and they didn't do anything. And I'm like, that was a TV show. I'm pretty sure that's not true for everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I think people, just because it was on Seinfeld a million years ago, they just think that's all true everywhere. But, okay, that's not my point. My point is, okay, so your stance is no guns, Right. So, or no, I mean, I don't know how far she goes. I don't know how she feels about knives, but how are you advocating for bystanders to go and help someone if they're not armed, if you're disarming them? Or maybe that victim wouldn't be a victim and would have been able to defend herself if she had a weapon. So that makes no sense to me. Like, how is this? Why is she tweeting this? This, I'm like, this was an outlier for her, I think, because I'm like, usually all of her things are, you know, 16-year-old uh, male found with a gun in his backpack, you know, you know, things like that. Reinforcing her beliefs that guns should be, you know, taken out. But anyway, I digress. I just, I don't understand the mentality of these people that just do not understand human nature. It will go on. Evil goes on. Until you somehow solve that, I'm sorry, but violence isn't going anywhere. The best you can do is defend yourself. Learn to defend yourself. Take responsibility for yourself. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, these are the same people they complain about. People are so terrible. Humans are so evil. They do all these bad things. But let's, uh, let's defund the police and also... Uh, create laws to prevent you from being able to defend yourself.
1: Speaking of defund the police, uh, randomly saw this because of Chicago's mandates on the, the thing. The medical procedures. The medical thing. Um, they're looking at possibly having like half their police force be out.
0: Well, resign, yeah.
1: Not resign. Well, did they say resign or just get, I don't know if they're going to fire them or what. what they're going to do. If they're resigning or not. But um, basically, I don't, I don't know what the situation, whether they're quitting or they're getting fired. But about half the police force has said that they're not getting, they're not down with that. And Chicago of all places. So I don't know if other cities are going to be like that. But if Chicago is an indication that uh, f- making the police force smaller than what everybody wanted all of last year, looks like it's going to happen anyway. And hey, Armed Atlas, what's up, y'all? <laughs> so, yeah. So look at that.
0: Yep. Uh, guns and Barbecue in the chat says, dang, these high-capacity quivers. It makes me think of uh, Hawkeye in the uh, Avengers, how he's got the different arrowheads that can switch to, like, multi-rockets or explosives and all this stuff. And we also have, oh, check that out. We've got uh, Sarah Joy in the chat Sarah, as well.
1: we were just talking about you. All good things, I swear.
0: Yes, and we, uh, we got to meet Arm Atlas Aaron in real life as well. Uh, hey, which was awesome. To... So uh, great great to see you people that were at the USCCA event. So uh, awesome. And uh, Sarah's ears were burning, but we were only saying good things about you, Sarah.
1: <laughs> you just so. reminded me, I have to tell you a story. I overheard someone talking about Oh, go you. ahead.
0: You can tell that story.
1: I'm not going to tell it on public. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to tell I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to message her after cuz I I, she, I just I forgot that that had happened until now. You know what I'm talking
0: mm-hmm. about. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, what are we going to move on to? So, kind of on the same, uh, well, now on the different, uh, kind of on the different uh, not, tangent here, not not, gun stuff. not firearm related. So we were talking about the airline issues and actually Sarah being here, uh, you know, uh, the airline troubles that she had, the airline troubles that our friend Beth had, and everybody afterwards uh, leaving the expo. So that all has to do with the great and terrible things that are going on because of the many mandates for certain medical procedures that we've been seeing implemented throughout the country, which by the way, the, uh, that order, that supposed executive order that the president Joe Biden spoke about never existed. It actually was a photo op. So the, uh, it is, yeah, it's in the process of actually going through OSHA's regulatory, um, apparatus right now I actually I should have brought this up I didn't plan on going down this deeply into it but apparently there is a way that you can kind of circumvent this the Biden administration did it a few months ago where they basically announced that they're going to do something then for months it goes through regulation uh, the regulatory process to get approved but because everybody assumed that he said he was going to do it they basically implement it before it becomes a legal burden so what is going on now is that by Joe Biden making a press conference saying, "While well, all companies that have over 100 employees, now everybody has to get this medical procedure and it's mandated," um, that actually doesn't exist. So companies are just kind of almost jumping off the cliff by themselves and mandating this. That it explains
1: a lot because
2: I'm not going to. Say- and you can't sue
0: anything right now because there is no uh, executive order to sue against. So basically. Companies are doing this for no reason. There's no legal reason for them to do it, and we're all sitting here like a bunch of buffoons. And we're like, "What?" So what people are
1: we getting doing? fired, and there's actually no mandate right
0: now. Yeah, wow. right now there's nothing. So, so it's really it's it's BS. It's pretty duplicitous. It's pretty brilliant in a lot of ways because they can say, "Well, he's going to do it," and then they can blame uh, Joe Biden. And he kind of takes the hit, but there's also like no legal means for us to go after the government right now. So it's almost like it's almost like a bluff. It is going to come out. I know it's supposedly going through that uh, apparatus of the state and uh, OSHA will be implementing it at some point. But right now it's just kind of in limbo and companies are doing uh, something terrible. Uh, Sarah, I'll bring that up. Um, I mean, Joe, give you your opinions on it. I'll see if I can kind of find it. I think the Federalist had an article about it earlier this sure. week. This if you don't find read it, it now, we'll send it yeah.
1: to her later. But, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, that actually makes a lot of sense because I'm not going to say which companies, but I know some companies on a personal level, people that I know and things like that, um, they weren't doing that mandate, but they were doing other things. Like a lot of companies have decided to increase, like charge a fee if you didn't get vaccinated. That's something that I've seen a lot of. And that actually makes a lot of sense. I was wondering, I didn't know that it wasn't a mandate. So um, I was like wondering how they were getting away with that because i'm like this is not what the mandate was the mandate was get vaccinated or get oh
2: ooh, i said it i
0: said yeah uh, it's okay uh yeah so here it is this is the article that i read earlier there are many articles out there you can read more about it uh this is on the federalist.com from october 7th i believe yes uh joe biden's vaccine mandate doesn't Don't exist it. i'm sorry it. <laughs> joe biden's mandate doesn't exist it's just a press release Ah, uh, yes, we've all heard about the alleged mandate for private companies employing one or more uh, one hundred or more people. It was all over the news before he even announced it on September 9th. His announcement has jeopardized the employment of millions of Americans and has increased shortages. That's only there's only one problem. It's all a mirage. Biden's so-called mandate doesn't exist at least not yet. So far, all we have is his press conference and other such uh, made for media huff puffing. No such rule, even claiming to be legally binding, has been issued yet. That's why nearly two dozen Republican attorneys general who have publicly voiced their opposition to the clearly unconstitutional legal mandate haven't fi- yet filed lawsuit against it. The Office of Indiana Attorney General confirmed for me. There is no mandate to haul into court, and that may be part of the plan. According to several sources, so far it appears no such mandate has been sent to the White House's Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs yet for approval. The White House, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, and the Department of Labor haven't released any official guidance for this alleged mandate. There is no executive order. Uh, there's nothing but press statements. So there you go. Uh, there, This is what it's called. To impose the public perception of a mandate, the Biden administration is following an unusual rulemaking process. It also employed earlier this year called an emergency temporary standard, ETS. The spring ETS rule took nearly six months to issue. Meanwhile, companies are telling reporters their vaccine mandates will have at the latest December deadlines. Sorry. Uh, for those who can't uh, calendar, that's just four months after Biden's non-existent mandate was proclaimed. Uh, according to OSHA, an ETS takes up to six months to go into effect after the initial mandate is issued in the federal register, which, again, for the proclaimed 100-employee mandate, hasn't happened yet. So supposedly, six months after it's in the federal register, It's not even in the federal registry yet. So
1: what you're going to do is you're going to send that to me via signal on your computer, and then I will kick it over to... um,
0: I will drop this in the chat, too, for people. that. uh, I'll just drop it right in so you you guys can check it out and read for yourselves and look at what (laughs) the ETS is. Yes, that will work as a link in the chat. perfect. Yes. So there you go. I didn't plan on throwing that on
1: there. What's up? Haven't seen you in a while.
0: So, yeah. Uh, There you go, Sarah. You can read that for yourself as well. Everybody should.
1: And now we're going to get banned from YouTube because we said the V word like 500 times. So it was nice knowing you guys.
0: Oh, but we didn't say anything about uh, what we think about it. Just that there's a mandate for such things. So obviously speak to your doctor, make your own decisions about your life choices. But we're just here to tell you that so far this executive order for mandates for companies that have over 100 employees to get a uh, medical procedure doesn't exist yet. And a lot of companies are jumping off the cliff and making decisions that they should not make.
1: But like you, I said, it makes a whole lot of sense now. And I'm guessing that some companies actually knew that because they moved forward with a different um, route, which was just increasing, um, like cost, uh, charging people fees. Um, and that's actually what Delta did, mm-hmm. I believe. So I saw Delta... Um, got a lot of celebration today because they were the one airline that decided not to go forward with mandates. Everybody knows what happened with Southwest. Um, United, Southwest, and American all did the same thing. There's been all kinds of um, you know, delays in the airport, which Sarah knows all about. From uh, That was actually, I believe, the, the first day that it was a big issue was when people were flying into the expo. And she got delayed like 12 hours and so did Beth and it was terrible. And um, I've had some people I know besides that um, having issues as well. And I'm sure I'll eventually have some issues because I fly too. It hasn't happened to be yet, but I've been in, you know, at home recovering. So um, I've been grounded for the last like 14 days and I'm finally going out of town this week Uh, again, middle of the week. So cross my fingers that it doesn't happen to me. But if it does, it, it's I, I can't even get mad because it's, it's you know, I, I totally understand. It's their decision to do, you know, have a choice and, and stick up for what they believe in. So, but anyway, I digress. My point was that Delta, Delta's president actually came out and said that it was a divisive mandate and decided to go an alternate route to encourage his employees to get... Um, jib jabbed what's the point we've already said it like 100 times mm-hmm. but um supposedly he says that about 90 percent of his employees have been
0: medicated hiccups, <laughs> have, i
1: keep getting hiccups now have uh, undergone the procedure and some people are like yeah i'm gonna totally find delta now which i might i have to think about it i don't know how i feel about it um I don't
0: know. I think a lot of companies are obfuscating and lying about things or.
1: But I feel like there's also like, I heard, why are we celebrating them? They just did it a different way. Cause he's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to force people. To do I won't force people, but, but you, I'll dock are, their pay. But yeah. yeah, it's like, you're still doing something. How did you get that supposed 90% and then expect it to rise into the 5% within the next month without a mandate in place is well, what they said. It's like, how do you expect to do that? Oh yeah. You're using money. Well, you're, you're. Go ahead. This is
0: also why what I tweeted the other day that it's not... Okay, so everybody was praising the Southwest pilots, you know, that they're, you know, on strike, quote unquote. And we say, quote, because underneath their um, collective bargaining agreement that their union has with Southwest uh, corporate, they can't actually say that they're on strike or else they basically invalidate their contract. So when you hear them say strike or how Southwest can basically say that it's not a work stoppage, it's because they're using essentially politically correct language because both sides know that their contract is dependent on very specific ways that things are phrased and approached. So they can't actually say that they're on strike, that they're having a work stoppage, they're just having the freedom flu, um, which you guys should hashtag. I think that's pretty funny. Hashtag freedom flu. Uh, if you're not going to work because uh, you don't believe in mandatory uh, medical yeah. procedures. <laughs> okay, so, so but, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, here's the question that I posed. Are we happy when we get exemptions or shouldn't we just be fighting all mandates entirely? So yes, uh, New York State, uh, they said that they had to allow religious exemption. That's great. I think that there should just be no mandate at all. Um, There should be no, we shouldn't be fighting for exemptions or excuses, permission slips. It should just be like, no, you shouldn't be forced. And that's pretty much it. And then we all win. And then if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. And we move uh, we move on, we move forward. Uh, we already know that things aren't as uh, as they were advertised. So I think really you have to allow people to make a choice. Um, uh, Armed Atlas brought up in the chat, do fees and penalties benefit businesses and their efforts to combat the illness? Uh, I don't think that they do uh, because we've already seen so we're not going to go too deep into the pandemic or things like this, but we've seen how the numbers are that now, even though we have, you know, something like 60% of people in this country have gotten the medical procedure. uh, A lot of our excess death numbers are still higher than they were last year. How is this possible? Could it be that everybody that didn't get this medical procedure is dying? No, that's a lie because I can tell you that I didn't die from COVID and it wasn't that big of a deal for me, but your mileage will vary. If you have certain risks, if you have, don't take care of yourself, you're overweight, really obese, and you have diabetes and other things, bad things can happen to you. If you're fairly young or you exercise or you're healthy, you take your vitamins like I do, um, then you'll probably be okay and it'll be a a pretty mild experience for you. So uh, I just don't see what happened where last year we were doing things, we had healthcare workers, we had law enforcement, we had people exposed and there were no procedures to help Combat against the pandemic, yet we were completely okay. And as we saw, the percentages of people being affected, whether it's this ver- the original variant or the new variants, uh, it's still like one point. I believe it went from one point three five percent last year, uh, death rate to one point three eight percent actually this year. So it's still extremely low, but technically it's a slightly higher death uh, percentage of death this year, and we have way more. Um, uh, you know, way more resources to try to prevent things. So why is that? I can't answer those questions. I think you can draw your own conclusions based on the data. But really, we can't be complacent. We can't be happy to get religious religious exemptions. Obviously, if you're able to support your family and uh, because of something like an exemption, that's great. I don't expect everybody to die on their sword and say that I'm going to quit my job or I'm not going to do this. I personally would like to believe that people will stand on their on their moral standards. And I think it's very important that the more of us that do, um, the greater impact it will make because we know that they can't stop us all. They can't, um, they can't arrest everybody as we talk about, you know, with the Second Amendment and things like that. It's really the same thing here. We can see how... The global supply line shortages that we're having now you've you've gone to your supermarket lately um you may see that a lot of your shelves are bare for certain items i didn't believe it myself until joe and i went the other day to pick up a pizza and then she ran the supermarket real quick because she's like let's just do this while we're here and she went in and what what did you see in there joe or what didn't you see
1: ah uh, there was bare shelves i mean it's not like everything like actually it gets worse here in florida during a hurricane But it was kind of like a mini hurricane. I'm like, where? Like, I went to get Gatorade, and there was no Gatorade. Yep. I was like, whoa. And it was multiple shells. And they actually had um, tags that said, you know, oh, God. I I took a picture of it. I don't remember what it said. But it said something like, we're sorry. This product is out of stock for the time being due to, like, uh, shortages, uh, manufacturer shortages. And I was, like, shocked. I took pictures, and I sends it to Rolando because I knew he wouldn't believe me. I'm like, it was like entire long aisles of empty shelves in some areas. So, I mean, I still um, got all my groceries shopping done, but um, I had to get alternate products or not get certain things. And I was like, wow, I didn't believe it. And Mm -hmm. it's not like we live in a major metropolitan area. We live in the suburbs. So I did want to bring up something else. I want to read Armed Atlas's comment here. Wrote, I think it's funny that my conservative friends are excited about protest and work actions about the, the mandate, but they lost their minds about NFL kneeling and, or other demonstrations. Is this different? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there is some, I don't want to say hypocrisy because that's a really strong word, but I do want to actually, now that I brought up hypocrisy, I'm, I'm going to actually going to go into it in a second, but before I do, I, I agree with you. Um, Conservative crowd is really weird about demonstrations and they kind of see it as a them thing. Like you saw that kind of behavior or like the reaction when we were talking about doing the 2A rally in D.C. in 2019. There was a whole bunch of people just being like, we're going to be like leftists, you know, it's just not not what we do, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's a dumb thing to do because it's it's like that's part of, you know, freedom of speech, you have the ability to do demonstrations. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be like uh, the people who destroyed cities because we're respectful, but, you know, there is value to showing your opinion and showing your strength in numbers and who, who believes in this. And I think that's a problem that conservatives have. It's the same reason that, you know, we heard, oh, uh, from from GOA's or state representative, he said, well, the state representatives here say that people don't call in and ask for things. Yeah. But then you go on to like Shannon Watts page and she's got phone banks of people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So you wonder why we're losing. <laughs> it's because we don't have action, organized action. And it's just an intrinsic problem that we need to get over because- it's it works, yeah. Now, armament and access says, Is it hypocrisy or hyperbole? Now, this is where I'm going to bring up my hypocrisy They're totally unrelated. I just want to bring up something <laughs> that I'm just going to piss off a lot of people, and I apologize if you get upset about it, but I'm still going to say it. I love how conservatives across the board we all on board with Netflix is the devil when cuties was a thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Netflix buckled down and said, nah, son, it's our show. It's our, 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 movie and we're sticking with it. And you know, everyone lost their mind saying, oh my God, they're evil child pornography and all this stuff, which I agree with. You know, I was like, I wasn't, we stopped
0: watching Netflix after that too. Yeah, yeah, we got
1: rid of our Netflix because, you know, that's what we said we would do, we, you know. But all of a sudden, a little bit of time went by, and then some cool things came on Netflix. And all of a sudden, everybody forgot that they're supposed to have been banning or, like, not supporting Netflix. As oh, everybody,
0: everybody's watching Squid Game. and Oh, come on, on. man. <laughs> you,
1: still, like, stole my thunder here. <laughs> but there's two things that I've seen all over uh, my conservative Timelines, and I'm like, say, what y'all watching Netflix? When did this happen? I'm gonna call you all out for Squid Games and for Dave Chappelle, and I'm also gonna call y'all out for saying, like, yeah, Netflix, yeah, because they're like supporting Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle said this and this and this and this about you know the trans people, they have the same energy Preach. that they had with cuties this is our program we're sticking behind it that's the same energy and now y'all are like all for netflix because now it's on something you believe on you believe it but it's again it's the same energy the only people who don't have the same energy are y'all that's it i said it i'm sorry hate on me all you want it's the truth i stick with it Mm -hmm. now am i gonna watch squid games i don't have netflix if I go watch it on my sister's house and she's paying for it, does that count as hypocrisy? I don't know. Maybe, probably. But probably I'm not going to do that. I'm just being real. Um, I don't even like TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really hard for me because I actually love Korean TV. I've watched... Anybody who knows me for a long time will know that I've been into K-pop and Korean dramas for, like, the past, like, 10 years. So it's, like, real funny to me that... Supposedly, like half of Netflix now is Korean. And I'm like, yeah, I have a separate app for that. I actually pay like a separate subscription just to watch K TV, and now it's like everyone's favorite thing. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'll just wait until it's on Vicky app or something. I don't know. Well, maybe actually I think it's owned by Netflix, so I'll never get to see it.
0: So uh yeah, that's true.
1: I'm more of a rom com kind of girl, so I probably won't like squid Game anyway.
0: No, I think you would, but that's not the point. How's it going? Uh- Trench work, we've got uh, Devin from Trenchwork work Chronicles in the chat. Good to see you in there, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't get a chance to, Joe went on an awesome rant there talking about all that. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as, you know, workers' rights, having your opinion, I think that either we stand for the First Amendment or we don't. Uh, a lot of people got angry about people kneeling in the NFL. I think the NFL has way bigger problems with how they handle their business. I think that they're a pretty effed up organization. Uh, they'll get I angry
1: watching the NFL when they were basically giving slaps on the wrist for like domestic violence. Well, yeah, exactly. So, so like
0: you, that. you, you're causing controversies about people making political statements that offend certain people. Um, you know, whether the strategy is good or not. I think Colin Kaepernick was very inarticulate with how he handled things. I think he's a hypocrite in a lot of ways. And he's a grifter, um, but that doesn't mean he didn't have the right to do what he did. Uh, especially so you get mad at him, but you've got people like, you know, again, domestic assault, things like that. We're getting mad at Gruden because he says things that people don't like. And Oh, woe is me. But this is a freaking locker room where if anybody that's been around men playing sports, you know how much garbage and crap people talk. So the NFL has got a lot of other bigger problems with hypocrisy and being a corrupt organization and supposedly caring about freedom of speech and one thing and not caring about the other. So That's kind of like where I stand on them. I just think they're jacked up. Um, We won't really talk about sports on here just because I think all the professional sports organizations are pretty messed up right now. Um, Again, so uh, again, going on Joe's tangent, how many people are happy about Kyrie Irving right now standing up for his uh, right to not be forced to have a medical procedure? And how many of you were angry that he bought uh, a house, I believe, for George Floyd's family last year? So... I mean, are you upset about that or do you have the same energy? Should he be allowed to support certain things uh, that he believes in and not others? Or are you going to be consistent and be like, well, you know, he's got the right to do whatever he wants. I don't like that. I wouldn't have spent my money that way, but more power to them. It's the same thing. It is what we want is for people to allow us to be able to exercise our rights. And that's the difference between us and the other side. And by the other side, I don't even know if, I, if it's the left anymore because a lot of Republicans seem to be authoritarians. So really it's anti-authoritarians versus authoritarianism. That's what we're arguing here. Do you have the right to refuse to do things or do you think that you should be able to coerce or force other people to either uh, do the things that you want them to do or believe and say the things that you want them to say and believe? And that is the difference between at least... What Joe and I believe—I can't speak for everybody else—even um, in people that believe, uh, people that we vote for may not even believe these things anymore. Uh, but it comes down to that really: freedom and uh, anti and authoritarianism. That's no, what it comes down to. No,
1: I did. I do want to say um, because Mister Adamus says, uh, you know, I, I see your 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 point there, and I I do agree like. A lot of people say things and, you know, how long are you going to keep doing this? And, you know, I I get it. There's There's got to be some flexibility in life. Um, I'm just pointing out that, you know, like the fact that they were so vocal about it. And then, like, as soon as a little bit of time passed by, they kind of forgot about it. And it yeah. Wasn't, you know, but I personally am not that hardcore with, you know, if it, if I mean... I'm sorry, but if there's a Star Wars movie that doesn't suck, I'm probably going to watch it. As um, our friend Arm Atlas said, how many people didn't cancel their Disney? Oh, we canceled our Disney, but then I got a free couple months and I subscribed for those couple months and got free Disney for two months. As long as I'm not paying for it, I'm fine with it, but I'm not going to lie. Like if there's a movie and I'm a huge fan, I'm going to have a conflict on myself and I'm going to. I'm going to cave and I'm going to watch it. I have a feeling, although, honestly, it's probably But you've not. been pretty
0: good so far. I
1: have been pretty good so far. I mean, I haven't I haven't had Coke, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm obsessed. Everybody knows I'm obsessed with uh, Coke Energy. I, I literally had, like, an eight-pack. Well, they come in four packs, but I had two. and Because it's really hard to find, by the way, in case you have never had it. Coke Energy is, like, more addicting than just Coke. It's got, like, pretty sure it's got, like, some some horrible yeah. yeah stuff in it besides lots of sugar and caffeine I don't know what it is but I'm just addicted to it I haven't had it in months mm-hmm. and that's huge for me because I've like I had to have
0: it I know so uh, I would say a, a couple of other things you do have to have room for redemption yeah uh, obviously if if there isn't any room for redemption then we're just screwed like we're always just gonna be angry at each other and once you choose one side or the other that means you're done. That's so why I said flexibility yeah so if companies kind of giving giving do do yeah if do if companies or people change or if they become more educated companies are a little bit more difficult because you know companies just they they know better they manipulate things and they sway with the market but as far as individuals judging actors or actresses uh or you know social media people whoever uh, people in your life you have to have some room for redemption uh, to certain things especially if it's uh, you know, a political issue that they may have changed their minds on. They've come a long way. It's not like if they didn't try to like cause physical harm to you, um, you know, make that judgment call and be open to it or else we don't move forward. Again, uh, we've talked about this in the past with, um, you know, certain topics that we've spoken of. If people were anti-gun in the past um, and then they become pro-gun, you have to give them the opportunity to do so because you have to set that example too that. We are a welcoming community that we want people to come in, that we want more people to obviously join and become pro-gun or at least be gun neutral, you know, so they don't want to take away our rights. They're just like, it's not for me, but if it's for you, I will do whatever I can to make sure that your rights aren't taken away or infringed upon. And that's what we've always um, kind of harped on. So do a little bit of both. Hold people accountable. Give people the opportunity to grow and become um. Uh, redeem themselves so to speak if you want to use that word and also think about when you get angry at people for certain things think about if the tables are turned on you for a slightly different topic so I'm glad that somebody brought up the um uh the NFL protests and all that stuff because I think it's important to I have freedom of speech and all that I think that what we're going through now is different in the sense that companies are being influenced by the government to make certain choices. Whereas those protests were kind of the NFL and its own thing in the market dictating whether people wanted to watch the NFL because of what Kaepernick did. So I think it's slightly different. Uh, but I do think that I have been seeing a lot of people saying, well, I wouldn't want to be with a company if people don't have, um, I, I wouldn't want to do business with a company that whose employees don't have this medical procedure done. I saw another, um, A crazy post of this lady that went skydiving, and she praised the gentleman that, like you know, when you jump, it has to be tandem at first, so you have to jump attached to a professional. He had something on his helmet. Yeah, so she was like, "They were great. The company was awesome. He, I, he saved. He basically had my life in his hands, and he made sure that I had a safe and fun experience." And then she saw in the photos afterwards that he had a, a sticker that said like "Fauci lied" or something like that, and she's like, "Oh, well, he's terrible. If I had known that, like, I can't believe that my life was insane." I was like. So, you think this person would have, like, thrown you off without a parachute just because you disagree with them politically? They I, automatically
1: assume. And I, I, I've been, it's a sad thing to think. I've been slowly conditioning uh, some new people in my life that, you know, it's pretty funny. It's someone that I really like, too. And, um, you know, this, she's kind of old school and leans a certain way. So, like, I kind of, like, let her express her views. And then I slowly introduce... The reality that someone that she really likes has those views, and I, I posted about it a while back um, when we first met, and she made a comment about guns. She's like, "Oh, uh, a family member of mine, you know, admitted that they had they carried guns, and they're such crazy people." And then, like, I'm like, I let it slide. And I was like, "Uh huh," like, "Oh yeah," and like, I just kind of, and then I let some time go by, and then I was like, I just casually brought up. That I was a gun owner. She's like, "Do you carry it?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then we br- we talked about one of my it. favorite stories. We talked about I brought it. I made it about her safety. And then now, it's actually funny because we're gonna be somewhere possibly dangerous, crime wise. And she actually, for the first time, was like, "Can you bring your gun?" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and it's like that's how you desensitize people to be like, okay, so. Just because you believe something different doesn't mean you're a bad person. You're still the same person. You just, it's okay to have differing beliefs. The same way that I accept you for having different beliefs, person that I like very much who has different beliefs than me, I'm very accepting. I'm very open. Um, Like I said on the show before, of like some of my friends in the past have been, actually we we haven't spoken much this year because of life um, being crazy, but one of my former, well, I guess we're still really good friends, it's just we haven't spoken in a while. Um, she's a communist. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're not friends. I mean, we have really interesting conversations, so I'm definitely like open to having different people, different kinds of people, different kinds of thought. And I think that's like, uh what quote is that? It's like, you know that's a sign of intelligence being able to entertain different thoughts without um, two, two
0: contradictory ideas simultaneously. Yeah. yeah
1: So I don't understand why we have the capabilities. A lot of us have. Friends that don't believe in what we believe in. And we don't hold that against them.
0: Well, even uh, well, look, even within our own, uh, the Second Amendment community and uh, advocacy, some of the conversations that we sat in um, uh, during our time in Texas, uh, we sat in some pretty deep, uh, they were private conversations, so I'm not going to bring them up. But between advocates that are pretty prominent that we respect a lot and seeing them educate one another... About things and perspectives that they wouldn't have had, and seeing that transition in ideas and thought process in one person who is a, a very mature and respectful person, and seeing that light bulb go off in their head of "I never thought of things this way until you presented it to me," and nobody had ever told me that way, and it was great to sit there and and I'm trying
1: to figure you know, out what this is. You're gonna have to tell me afterwards
0: because uh, I don't remember this but- was when we were at a certain dinner one night that was uh, that was special. It was a conversation at somebody's home.
1: Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 yes, recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why I said yeah. It was in Fort Worth, so that was a great conversation, and uh, and we kind of got to see it the next day. Cause some of the fruits of that conversation, yeah. uh, and the results of it, which was pretty awesome. And uh, that's some of the things that that's one of my favorite things that we've been privy to. Some of the behind the scenes conversations, and even seeing people within the community, not necessarily call each other out because that makes it implied like it's hostile. No, but, but we learn from each other. Yeah, but we learn from each other where everybody's very open-minded and even people that you respect and you're like, these people have been doing it for years, so they've seen everything. Seeing them, uh, some of their beliefs called into question or they think, oh, man, like I never thought of things that way. Uh, it's really awesome. And uh, and this is the second occasion, uh, the second event where we've been able to sit with people that I consider pretty prominent within uh, advocacy and within the gun community. Ah, uh, people that own businesses and people that are advocates and see them challenge one another and have these powerful conversations and, um, you know, really have them look within themselves and be like, "Wow, I never thought of things that way or that's a really interesting perspective. And uh, it's been great to see. I think it's awesome.
1: I'm gonna go to the chat. Um, go for it. Sarah in the chat says there's a difference between having friends and having inner circle friends too. and absolutely, like there's a couple people in my life who are actually in this community and I know that some people make fun of me for using that word so much, but um, they knew who they are and they are like siblings to me and I Mm -hmm. love them with all my heart. Um, And I tell them everything uh, and they tell me everything and we're just like, like I can have four hour conversations with either of these human beings and I love them. Um, And then there's people that I just have like friendly relationships with that I don't share everything with. And, you know, I'm, I don't, I know I can't talk about certain things because it'll upset them. So absolutely there's different levels of friendship. Um, there's people who I'm completely 100% open with. And honestly, they usually share the same level of beliefs that I do. And that's why it's so easy to be friends with them because I don't have to censor myself and hurt their feelings or try not to, you know, I don't have to try to hurt their feelings. So absolutely 100%, I agree with you mm-hmm. on that, Zara. It's so much easier with them. Um, and then g you're so stupid. I hope one day to have a friend. <laughs> you know you have us. You have friend. plenty
0: of friends, g And if... If uh, we ever get to meet, you are at the, uh, be friends Yes, and real. if you're at the events uh, and we know that you're there and you're not lurking in the background, then obviously we want you around uh, for these awesome conversations.
1: Uh, Tony, you're one of my very good friends too. So... In the chat. Mm-hmm. I may learn a different perspective and learn something about myself there by growing as a person. See, you had you, you do have friends who have weird views. I mean, I like K-pop, and you, I'm sure you don't. So there you go.
0: I love K-pop. What are you talking about? Not the one, you. I'm talking to oh, Tony. Oh, you, you, you glanced over at me, and I was like, no. wait a second. Aren't, aren't I the one that started playing these music videos like the other day? Yes. So, but, uh, yeah.
1: way, anyway, if anybody uh, wants a recommendation for some K-pop music, just let us know. We have some good ones.
0: Oh man, the new CL song was
1: awesome. That new CL song is lit. You can't play it.
0: I know I can't play it. Cause they'll, uh, it'll, will get, we'll get copyright struck, but, uh, you know, kind of going on what we were speaking about, because we went on that tangent where we brought up the federalist article and how that executive order doesn't really exist. And we talked a little bit about the airlines and about not pushing for, uh, exemptions, really pushing to remove all the mandates. So what are some of the consequences that we're seeing? Obviously, the airlines are one of the consequences that we've been seeing, and we also have a worker shortage. So obviously, a lot of the incentives that we got with unemployment last year, uh, a lot of people being overworked. So the people that are already employed right now, working, you know, long shifts, working, uh, doing a lot of cross training. I've heard that some restaurants are basically being bringing people that would work only in the cash register to the back to become cooks and vice versa.
1: Everywhere you go, just pay attention. Everywhere you go, there's a hiring sign. Yeah. Everywhere. And it's you know- creepy. Like, I'm like, where are the people? How are they paying their rent? How are they paying their mortgages? How are they buying food? I get it. It's like the, it's the big, what do they call it? The big, the great, uh, they have some term for it, but the, not, when people quit. The great quit. resignation. The great resignation, yes. Yeah. I really want to know how these people are getting, I mean, I guess if they resign, can you get, you can't get um, unemployment. Unemployment if you resign. So how are they getting by?
0: I don't know. But it's it's funny that you know all these things are happening. This was all created obviously because of what has happened in the past year. So we had the economy closed because of the government. Essentially, let's be honest, because of the uh, the biological. Uh, I would say the, the biological thing. device Let's that just, came listen. from uh, China. Let's, let me pull Joe <laughs> Biden
1: and make it really easy. The thing. The thing. Yeah.
0: So because of the pandemic and all the consequences, things shutting down, we ended up with a lot of people working from home. They started ordering things more than ever because of this. And, you know, factories being closed overseas, people being overworked, underemployment, employment. Uh, some people that just weren't allowed to work at all. The combination of all of these things created by the government, essentially, Now we have these supply chain shortages. So this has resulted in shipping containers that used to take cost about uh, $2,000 per container to ship from China to now costing over $20,000 in some cases. We're seeing longshoremen, truckers. uh, A lot of these people are in jobs in, in demographics that most of those workers are in their 40s or 50s. Some of them are taking early retirement. Some of them, because of some of these mandates that we've been seeing are saying, I'm done, I don't wanna deal with this. Uh, others are just overworked and underpaid at this point because there are so few people and the demand is so high that these that these men and women are exhausted. So we're seeing this combination. We're seeing gas prices go up. We're seeing some of our uh, shelves bare. And it's not that these supplies don't exist, that they're not out there. There are probably tons of Xboxes and PS5s out there sitting don't on these ships. say that. That's going <laughs> to make me cry. Uh, they're sitting on these ships right now that people can't buy. And so some people do have the buying power. Some people lost their buying power, but the fact of the matter is there are goods that are finished out there that because of the decisions that the government has made in the last year or two years, almost that now we have this situation where people can't get the goods that they need. And we're going into winter now. So we're going to see fuel costs go up. People that live up North are going to have problems heating their homes. You have, it's just a perfect storm. So mandates where people are going to lose their jobs. They can't get the goods that they want, even if they could afford it. The people that have the jobs that maybe work for companies that won't fire them or they're resisting or that, you know, they already complied with whatever mandates they have, they're still going to suffer from the consequences of all of this. So people don't understand. This is where all these people that are pro like mandate, I'm like, do you guys understand the repercussions of doing all these things that There are a lot of industries where people don't work directly with one another where first of all, I'm against it no matter what, but there are some industries where you're like, this makes no logical sense that you're going to force people to get a mandate or lose their job. Most of these people are going to say F you pack sand. And now it's like, well, are you going to go get that job person that lives in a city that had this medical procedure done? Well, no. Okay. So now you're saying you're advocating for people that feed you to get fired essentially. And that bring you your stuff. Does this make any sense? Or that take you to your places when you want to go on vacation. These are the people. Wasn't there that line in Fight Club uh, where they're sitting over that rich fat cat at the end of the movie and um, what's his name? Oh,
1: gosh. Edward Norton.
0: No, not Edward Norton. Um, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is like, we're the people that like clean up your houses, that provide, that cook your food and all this stuff. You don't want to F with us. Like we're the people you don't want to f with.
1: Oh God! It was followed by that scene of them doing bad things to people's food. Yes, yeah. Oh. yeah I know. But anyway, that's the, why the, I never, ever, ever be mean to your waiters, guys. Because yeah, so
0: your servers or anybody that cooks food. for you. No, yes,
1: I will. I'll be like, my meal's not right. I'ma take it. Yeah.
0: So uh, again, this is this is what's going on right here. We've got and we've got Pete Buttigieg, who's you know the secretary. Uh, the transportation secretary, he's MIA, he's on paternity leave, which I'm all for people spending time with their families and all this stuff, especially if they have new kids. I'm not going to make fun of Buttigieg's name or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we have something like this going on right now. And again, just like the president on top, everybody seems to be asleep at the wheel. A lot of this it seems pretty much intentional to me. Could this be part of the great reset and trying to reset the economy and And do all this stuff? I
1: I also take great offense to basically the, the country is going to heck in a handbasket. So I'm trying to make up for the fact that I cursed a little bit earlier. What did I get so excited about that? I cursed accidentally.
0: It was just gun control. And you said, F these people. No,
1: You Um, said F somebody. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, I'm sorry about that guys. Uh, I distracted myself. How does this happen? Oh, yeah. So I have, I take great offense to the fact that this country is going to heck. Gas prices are going up. Uh, Transportation and and, and supply issues. And what does our president, commander-in-chief focus on right now? He's focused on Steve Bannon getting subpoenaed and, and... refusing to accept a subpoena and then now he's being held in contempt of court and he's going well, it's not after Well, a a of court him. of
0: this uh, sham whatever commission was, that they've but got now in the he's,
1: like, in in contempt Congress. of whatever the heck that. was, And that's what he's focused on. He's focused on his political rivals and, and people who go against his his like hello there's a lot more things going on. Yep. Can we stop giving a crap about that ridiculous sham of a of a committee? Like, we have bigger things to worry about but, right now. But
0: what is bigger than the federal government, Joe? Because even you yourself, did you not say a couple of days ago that, was yesterday. Uh, that the federal government, like, we already know, like, federal federal law overrides state law, Joe. The 10th yeah, Amendment doesn't Gen, exist, Gen according to the, uh, is, is a dumb, dumb. <laughs> the Biden administration. Dumb, dumb. So, I mean, we already know that this is what they do, that uh, they don't care about anything. They make excuses for all this stuff, that the federal government is all-powerful, that parents who stand up to uh, CRT or, you know, Children being harmed in bathrooms that they're enemies of the state. I cannot believe that they're domestic terrorists and all this stuff.
1: Traumatized by that story,
0: and that we need to use the DOJ to go after normal Americans, and that we need to expand the size of the Capitol Police.
1: Dragged out of that meeting. Yes,
0: that was in Loudoun County, Virginia. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about,
1: ashamed of themselves. Yes,
0: there were parents. I'm not going to go into details of the issue because unfortunately, the incident was a young a girl that was assaulted in the bathroom by a, a young boy who was, dressed as, who was dressed as a girl.
1: will apparently ding us, so we can't talk yeah. about it.
0: So he tried to bring it up to the Loudoun County, Virginia School Board, and he got thrown out by the police pretty violently, and they didn't talk about sorry, it. so This I'm is what the, we're dealing with if here.
1: If I'm the parent of a child that undergoes something like that, God help you. Because <laughs> let me not get arrested. Anyway, um for saying something, you know, because damn, like that's not like, that's not happening and that's not going down peacefully. Okay. Like that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And that will not be the end of it.
0: Oh, so, not, not at all. So not and
1: that I would have my children in a public school with everything that's going on. Also not that I would have children because I'm so, well, you y'all already know how I feel about um, until this country turns around a little bit. Uh, I'm keeping my my eggs in the freezer.
0: <laughs> Good to Real see you shooting Gallerani. Nice to see you in the chat again. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen everybody, so that's our fault <laughs> for not being around. But uh, yeah, so man, we went all around all around the world with the topics there. So again, pay attention to these supply uh, chain issues. I encourage you all. I know that we've talked about it briefly in the past. Get your emergency food. Make sure that you've got all your supplies. I know we've got a lot of great people here that prepare all the time in the chat. I know that you guys have your weapons and your ammo. A lot of you have emergency food. A lot of you know how to hunt or prepare your own food. Sarah Joy is uh, is brilliant at this. She's one of the first that we would take She's on the, my hero. the apocalypse list. A, in the zombie apocalypse, we would invite her.
1: Yes. You, um, in case you didn't know how I felt about you, Sarah, I think you're amazing. Uh-huh.
0: So... So we know that a lot of you are into those things, just like we are. So just pay attention. Uh, let your family members know. You know, political discussions are always a hot button issue. Now more than ever, we're seeing families and houses divided over a lot of issues, especially when you mention uh, the president or things like that. But now showing them, hey, look, your gas prices are going up, or hey, look at the what's know. going on at the I'll have uh, to grocery disagree store. With you.
1: I will have to disagree with you. Um, as as we were mentioning. Uh, I do have a lot of people that don't agree with me politically as people I consider friends and we have open discussions. No, that's right. what I'm saying. Bring oh. up those things. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. My point is I'm actually surprised at the amount of people who are now coming to me and saying, yeah, I'm not a big fan of what Joe's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm really upset about it. I'm like,
0: yeah, because they're starting to see it. There's a
1: lot of "Let's go, Brandon" happening that's not coming from the right or conservatives or whatever or libertarians or whatever you want to call them. Like, there's a lot of "Let's go, Brandon" happening. from the left.
0: You have to understand, like people were promised that when these medical procedures came out, that everything was going to end. They weren't going to have to wear masks anymore. They were going to be able to go out and party, do whatever they wanted. Life was going to go back to normal.
1: Apparently, we can't even have Christmas. Yes,
0: and then, you know, that when, President, when the Orange Man was gone, everything was going to be great. America was going to be back. Our allies were going to love us. We were going to be respected throughout the world. The economy was going to come back. There weren't going to be any mandates. It was going to be amazing. And it turns out that that was all BS and a lie, which is what we told them it was going to be. But, hey, what? they didn't listen to us or any of uh, any of our friends. So now they're figuring it out the hard way. I'll, I'll be honest. And
1: I kind of thought it was going to get better. Oh, no. Why,
0: why, how could you think it I was? was
1: kind of, I mean, I was, I was trying to be optimistic. No, it
0: couldn't. There's no why way I it could have gotten better.
1: I got shut down for trying to be optimistic. No, I got shot no down way. for being optimistic earlier in the program as well.
0: There's no way that it could have gotten better. Uh, not with, Joe Bot- not with uh, Sleepy no, Joe no, at the wedding. Not with wheel.
1: him, but I was like, not him, but I meant like, because I mean, he wasn't originally like the p- previous administration was the one who started out the vaccines i know so i was kind of hoping that things would get better
0: yes if 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 the orange man had stayed in power things would have been better be, mm. but he would have made things voluntary in yeah, a lot of yeah, ways so yeah. it would have been fine well, i think we would have gone through some of the things that we're going through now but I it would have been like still like, think some of the things would still
1: people. be happening no matter what
0: well yeah some companies i think would have mandated things just because no but they also would have the
1: supply it. things like some of those issues are
0: maybe, but a lot of them are, are because yes, of the mandate. Yes, yes, so yes. Uh, president Trump would presumably have not done such things. And, you know, or he would have, he wouldn't have denied them. He would have said, what are we going to do companies? Why are you having so many ships off? Like, what do we have to do to make sure that we get the supplies in? Whereas Joe Biden's like, Oh, there's no supply chain issue. Do true. No, but pressure and all this stuff. And let's go, Brandon. Where's my ice cream? He'll be I, like, I, 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 saw, I hear that. I hear this Brandon guy is really popular nowadays.
1: I wonder if that that uh, who was it? It was a a NASCAR dude. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's just like, oh my god, I cannot believe this has gotten to the point where everyone's saying, "Let's go Brandon," and it's literally him. And it's like, he's, he's turned into a meme without being like a visual meme. His name has become a meme.
0: I know. They just got to say the real thing, though. Just say, F. Joe Biden like,"
1: just. just I kind of it. like saying, "Let's go Brandon." I know.
0: It's like <laughs> a code. It's like a code word kind of thing. I guess it gives. People on the on the blue side an excuse too because i really like the like, uh, i've
1: well, seen a couple go of let's go brandon shirts i like i like luke rukowski's one from we are Change he's got one that says let's go brandon i'll, so I'll
0: show it so we s- can't we can't say it but mm-hmm. we can show it
1: and the shadow it says what it really means mm-hmm. so and then i saw uh senor guns and gear which i think has been he disappeared off of uh ig again
0: the, well he senor guns and gear but then mr guns and gear came back And it was funny because I was going to make a post the other day about how I got on IG, I got my 666 follower and it was Mr. Guns and Gear. I was like, I don't know how to feel. I was like, on the one hand, Mike, I'm really happy that you finally started following my Puerto Rican Pistolero account. On the other hand, I don't know if it's a good sign that you were my 666 (laughs) follower. So thank you, Mr. Guns and Gear. Hopefully, it's not like a demonic sign or anything like that. I will take it as a positive sign. so, I think I
1: had him as Senor Gunsing.
0: Yeah, so he's gone back and forth on that account. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, here's the shirt in question that we're talking about. It's The the shadow shows like the real thing, so I think it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Luke's shirts are the best. This is where I got my awesome uh, make taxation theft again. Uh, I think this is one of his best ones, actually, the showing Brave New World 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 all together, and we are here in the middle. So check that out. It's wearechange.com or thebestpoliticalsearch.com. Luke Rakowski's pretty cool guy. He's got cool stuff. Look at that. He's even got neck gaiters and everything. I so. don't know what
2: you're
1: talking about. I don't see him on IG. You're going to have to find it. He's got neck gaiters?
0: Uh, maybe they shadow banned him again. You
1: know the way. neck gaiters used to be a thing before um, the pandemic? And I used to wear them as um, for when I used to go and do sports in the winter. Like mm-hmm. I used to always have really nice neck gaiters for uh, snowboarding. And now... I have, like, an aversion to them, and I'm like, it's kind of ruined the gators for me. But they're actually really helpful in the snow, FYI.
0: They can be. Well, and, uh, you know, doing yard work in the summer, it keeps all the yeah. crap from flying on your face, and it keeps yeah. you from getting sunburned, so a lot of dudes wear them down here when they do yard work. So, I think we're almost pretty much done for the show. We do want to end it on... There have been a lot of good video games that have been coming out
2: lately. And I there thought you were
0: going to another
1: commercial for Blackout Coffee. Oh, yes,
0: yes, you can do that. Again, uh, Blackout Coffee, we recommend them. Uh, they're here in Punta like Florida. coffee?
1: Again, this is not a sponsorship because we're not cool enough to have sponsors because um, we're really, really small. But do you? I just happen to like this coffee. It's Blackout Coffee. Do you like to support small companies that believe in what you believe in? then you should get some coffee from blackout coffee and you can find them on blackoutcoffee.com. And they have this wonderful version. That's two a from guns and gadgets. really cool. <laughs> anyway, we, we just got, um, that and they have really cool fruit fruit things for the people who came in late. Um, I'm not a fruit, fruit coffee person. Uh, but maybe eventually I'll try their flavored ones. They have
0: K-Cups. They have regular ground coffee. And uh, you can even do monthly subscriptions if you want to do that kind of thing.
1: We just like supporting a cool company that actually, like, believes in something that we believe in. It's like, yeah, good, mm-hmm. you guys. And it's local here in Florida. So local companies are awesome. Yeah. And it smells really good. I wish you guys could smell it. To, like, scratch and sniff into the screen. So uh, oh, with the
0: camera right there. Th- there you go. So uh, one of the things that we've always emphasized, uh, emphasized, and tried to talk about is video games and guns. So we usually do our guns and gaming segment every once in a while. We're, we've got to do a lot more streaming now. 100%, our Twitch channel,
1: one hundred percent. I'm not gonna lie, I don't care if zero people show up to watch. Well, in I fact, let's care. bring this up right now. But we're actually, and that because of this whole, what we were talking about the age is ages issues that we've been having in the community. We are 100% going to start streaming on Twitch. And why is that? Because the kids are on Twitch. And not kids, but young people. We need to hopefully break through. I don't know if it's going to happen. And we might just be sitting there and it's like one person watching. Mm
2: -hmm. And it might be
1: somebody I know. But um, I have to try. And I'm not willing to go to TikTok because I hate TikTok with a burning passion. Because of... I just don't believe in it and I refuse to do it. So with the same, I'm, I'm not having the same energy. I'm having the energy that tick, tick, uh, Twitch has issues, but it doesn't have the same kind of issues that, um.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> four is, years ago? Yeah, this is four years Holy ago. Holy
1: cow. What am I wearing? I don't know. Is that a hat? Am I wearing a hat? Where is that hat?
0: I uh, Was that your Borderlands hat?
1: No, I think it's burgundy. That might be my, uh, Vermont hat.
0: So, yeah, this is our old Twitch channel. So we converted it from, uh, we used to call ourselves Rojo Beans, like red beans, like, you know, to be funny, Ro and Joe, and that that's red and Latino, whatever. Uh, so we used to do that. Now we have repurposed our... Uh, I ut- love our, this
1: game. I haven't played this in forever. This is
0: Splatoon on the Nintendo Switch. So we've repurposed our Twitch channel to uh, now be the locked and loaded Latinos. Did
1: we ever stream you playing... Um What was the one, Winner, Winner Chicken Dinner?
0: Uh, I think we did Titanfall and things like that. Okay. So, yeah, this is our Twitch channel now. We've repurposed it to be the Locked and Loaded Latinos. Uh, We will use this to stream. we actually have 10 followers? Yeah, we did. Those people probably
1: have no idea. Uh, Yeah, not anymore. Then they will never watch anything because they probably haven't, like, we have not touched this in four years.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're going to start broadcasting here. We'll also broadcast on YouTube as well since this is where most of but you all FYI, are FYI,
1: if you do want to support us on Twitch just so we don't look as pathetic because we'll have <laughs> zero people watching, twitch.tv, and we are the locked, loaded Latinos there. Yes. Uh, but just we like- need to push onto other platforms because it needs to happen. We need to um, make that bridge for the youth. Video games is really important. I know a lot of people, like, don't get it, but trust me, it's a thing. Anyway, that's pretty much it.
0: Yep. So uh, catch us on Twitch. We will we will start broadcasting there. We'll let you know when we do it.
1: I know Lucas T-Rex does it a lot. Is that his name, Lucas T-Rex?
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let me bring up his channel just so you guys can see uh, people that are in 2A that do some of that stuff.
1: Are we live on Twitch now? No, or not.
0: No. Uh, simulcasting is a little bit more difficult to do.
1: We actually bought some new equipment just so that we could have both Xboxes doing yeah, now simultaneous. We have yeah. two Elgados now, so Yeah, we can capture committed.
0: 4K for both of them and, and all that stuff. So, oh,
1: uh, yeah. G-Web says you can stream to both from StreamYard.
0: Yes, yeah, StreamYard, and some of them let you do uh, things, but I like my custom interface, and with Twitch, the uh, interfaces are extremely important to see the chat and all that stuff, so uh, there's different ways. So, yeah, this is Lucas, uh, T-Rex Arms. He actually shows off his armory apparently, so I'm not gonna like show off his all, all his uh, content because this is his. If you want to see it, but you can see he's on Twitch showing his armory right there and showing you off can, his guns. Wait,
1: hold up! You can hold guns on Twitch. On you Twitch? might be
0: able to hold guns. He's since.
1: actually fixing, like adjusting things. That's allowed. Yeah.
0: So I don't even know if we can show this. Uh, I don't know. Well, you, I
1: don't think you can show this. So don't sh- don't but, show yeah, it. So but yeah, so
0: you can do this on Twitch. Apparently, he's not banned. He's been there for oh. a long time.
1: Yes. And he actually has like thousands, like 11,000, 8,000, 10,000, 4,000. Like, yeah. yo.
0: Showing him playing Battlefield and all that stuff. So, this, I'm telling is, you,
1: this is important. This
0: is what we need to do. So, you, and he shows his video there in the background of him shooting on the range. So, you know, whether you like Lucas or not, I know that sometimes he's a controversial dude for whatever reason. Um, whatever like this, is, with kids, this like is this is this is a, a great connected. yeah this is a great example so if you don't like lucas do your own thing and do your own way and and show you playing video games and have guns and all that stuff so i i mean uh yeah check that out i don't think i was actually sharing it there but you guys can see his channel we weren't sharing it yeah he you can see that he was working on guns and all that don't, stuff don't so show that one it's not live so i can show it on youtube but literally
1: um, said, don't show that one. He shows that one. I
0: know. But yeah, you can see in the background him uh, showing all his stuff on his Twitch channel. So that's something that we want to try to do. Uh, well, I
1: think, will will we ever be as successful as him on Twitch? Absolutely not. But I still have to try. Because mm-hmm. it's something we believe in.
0: Yeah. So it'll just be another platform. But anyway, oh, we've got some good games that came out this week. We talked about Back for Blood a few months ago. And it is finally out now on Game Pass. Uh, Joe and I liked it. It was more difficult than we thought, especially with two people. It's really meant for, like, four. Uh, It's a zombie co-op fighting game. You might want to watch
1: because I get very frustrated when I die. And I I believe towards the end of the the other day when we were playing, we were not streaming. It was just us. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) So if you want to catch a grumpy Joe being, like, ridiculous, I mean, that might be, like, fun to watch. I don't know. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's uh it's a lot of fun. By the way, yeah, if you guys uh, check it out, they've got a lot of great realistic games, cool attachments, really
1: really really good guns in that game,
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, it just requires a lot of a lot of teamwork. It really does. Uh, With two people, it can be really hard. You get like computer players with you, but. Uh, the bots, they don't do anything, really. They can barely save you or themselves, even though they saved our asses a couple you think, of times. Do you
1: think your brother would be willing to play with us?
0: I think he would. I think my dad would like it because he Yo, likes World wars that would War be so
1: funny. Seriously, though, like, okay, uh, Mr. De La Vega is, like, the funniest person playing video games. Like, you, if we get him to join us, dude, this is going to be the funniest. You'll want... Like, I don't care if you don't like video games. Y'all should come and watch just because of the ha-ha factor because of how funny and ridiculous it's going to be like yes. for real like i love watching him play or, or playing with him because like it's just funny like if you want to see uh i'm not going to spoil it just just come through it's mm-hmm. going to be funny so you're going to want a twitch channel if you're going to want to see that it's because it's going to be a good time yep. so anyway we're going to play a zombie game. what else are we playing
0: uh, we've been playing that. Uh, you can see that they've got different characters you can choose, everybody's got different abilities. I'm,
1: I'm still trying to figure out who I want to play as. This guy playing. is
0: this so, he's such a FUD, it's so funny. It's
1: funny
0: yeah, yeah a, a lot of them are. Uh, he's a prepper and like a FUD guy. He's got a you have 11.
1: like different uh stereotypes. Um, I'm playing as mom right now, mm-hmm. which is an older lady with a shotgun, and that shotgun sucks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm thinking of changing to Like We opened up some new characters. So, like, that guy, the guy with the orange vest, that's, like, all of us. Like, everybody you know in the community is this guy. <laughs> like, he hunts. He, like, I don't even know. It's just, like, your bro, like, your vet bro. Yeah. Um, well, it's not us because we're not that. But it's, like, every single guy that you know in the community. That's Jim. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yep.
0: Yeah. And you got different zombie types, and they're pretty crazy, and they've got special abilities, and they really suck to deal with.
1: It's very uh, overwhelming to play this game. Yeah, it, it's a it's, lot of fun.
0: It's absolute chaos. So, uh, we, I think we can show the trailer here without causing any problems. So.
1: Watches get banned.
0: No, they won't ban us. But if anything, if it, if, it, if they play music, they'll mute this part of the video. So let's just do that. Nope.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. H restricted. You got to watch on YouTube. So yeah, this is back for blood. Pretty cool.
2: Yep, that's me. So, you're probably wondering how we got here. A scary worm turned everyone into monsters. And then fell apart. It's a real mess out there. But that's why they call us cleaners. Allow me to introduce the team. This is Walker. The guy everybody can depend on.
0: Just doing my job.
1: That's who rolled his
2: ass. Oh, he's a vet. Accurate. Yep. Check, check, check. Loyal to the end. Checkmate. Need a prescription for pain? Call Doc.
1: I might play as her. You're not
2: dying today. She's just as good at blasting ridden as she is at keeping everybody on their feet. Except for that guy. Carly's head's on a swivel. Something smells bad, and for once, it is nuts. Carly is... Does she ever shut up? Blunt. Jim is our eye in the sky. He's our seasoned marksman, crack shot, lethal at 500 yards. That's gotta hurt. That's Hoffman. He weirdly digs this whole apocalypse thing, (laughs) but always comes prepared. Who's laughing now? To blow shit up. I got this. This is Evangelo, a natural born survivor, and the newest member of the team. Ah,
1: no man no maybe she'll plays Evangelo he kind of he kind of looks vaguely
2: at least that's what we call her because she <laughs> doesn't take shit from anybody and always knows exactly what to say I do not Welcome like that shotgun the by
1: truck. the way I'm actually interested in uh getting into shotguns, into shotguns into now world? yes
2: just don't expect it I think that's gonna be the but next year pro- purchase she'll take you out of it
1: I have this like feeling badass? I'm gonna love it that's
0: dotty gonna get her Dottie. like Dottie, a uh Mossberg, 940, uh, Jerry mitchell edition. I don't know what that means, by. but okay. <laughs> but I can also be a real on the inside. You know, I'm sort of the glue that holds the whole team. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's back for blood. Cool zombie co-op shooter if you have Game Pass on Xbox or PC. I've been having issues getting it to work on PC on my laptop. I don't know why it, like, doesn't uh, open up. I'll try it on my desktop, but on Xbox, it's been working fine uh, on... Xbox uh, Series X and on Joe's One X. So check it out. The other game that I've been playing lately is Crisis Remastered Trilogy. So Crisis was a group of of first-person shooters that came out in the early to late 2000s. There always used to be the joke of whether your computer could run Crisis or not. I've been playing uh, the Remastered Trilogy just came out. that has been a lot of fun. Uh, I may stream that. I may actually play that right after we get out of here because it's actually playing on my Xbox right now, I believe. You so, are. oh yeah, I Actually,
1: is. Um, this is all I gotta say about certain games. Like if I stop what I'm doing to watch, um, it usually means it's a good game to watch too. And I have found myself like stopping what I'm doing and just like staring at his TV because of how entertaining this game is. Mm-hmm. So it's very cinematic. Um, anyway, so that's it. So we've reached the end of our program today. Are you going to stream now or
0: Um, I may or may not. I'm definitely going to play. That's for sure.
1: I'm not. I'm going to, like, go eat something. That's usually what I do at this time.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going to start my campaign in Crisis 2. So I may let it go here for a little bit. This is the beginning of the game. It's pretty awesome. It takes place in New York City. So uh, I'll I'll play here for a few minutes while Joe gets off. And uh, we will see you all next week. Joe, are you traveling anywhere on Sunday? What day are we going to do the show next oh. week? Yeah, how's that going to work?
1: No, I'll be back on Saturday night. Like at midnight, actually. So there'll still be a show on Sunday.
0: Okay. So episode 63 will be on Sunday. Our Halloween episode will probably be on Saturday the 30th. Saturday. Or or actually, are you going to be gone that entire weekend or are you going to be traveling on Halloween? I'm traveling that Sunday, so I, the show will have to be on Saturday. Okay, so we will have our Halloween special on October 30th. Joe and I will get dressed up like we always do. We are? Yes. I didn't buy anything this year. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> By dressed up, it means like, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll wearing the Borderlands uh, mask or something like that.
1: I'll have to go to like the store and see if I can buy something.
0: So, no. we'll see. For those of you that are listening to the audio podcast, that is the intro to... Crisis 2 remastered going on In the background So it probably sounds uh, like crazy Post-apocalyptic stuff because it is But once again thank you everybody For joining us on episode 62 Of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast Uh, Thank you for being back For coming back after our three week hiatus We appreciate all of you joining us this evening And we did it I didn't think that we were going to be able to make it through a show again I thought that we'd forgotten how to do this But apparently we know what we're doing
1: Say so.
0: So, there you go. Well, take care, everybody. Thank you so much. I am going to continue to play Cry- Ooh, look at that. The controller's vibrating. Uh, Christ and I'm going to go get
2: a snack because that's what
1: I do
0: after the show. Yes. So I'll be playing here for another few minutes and uh, dropping off. Maybe I'll switch it over to a different stream or I'll just keep playing by myself because I enjoy it. bad guys. i what about the outro? Oh, yeah, crisis. let's do the outro. Okay, so we'll do the outro, and then I will be back here playing some Crisis too. Thank you very much, and we will catch you there in a few minutes.